Here we go. 90s Metallica, what we've all been waiting for. We have crossed the Rubicon. We have maybe jumped the shark. We have left the confines of thrash metal. Uh, arguably, that title has now been taken by other bands in the scene, but do Metallica still have the ability to bring it when they need it? We'll see. Light the Sky brings you Metallica's load going from 1991 to 1996. And I have to say that is an interesting album release schedule for a band considering the differences in music from 1991 to 96. I mean, look, could you think of five years that had a bigger change in the musical climate? I'm not sure. Um, maybe from disco to like new wave. I don't honestly know that that's really disco. Kind of just came and went. But really, you just had just the culmination of all of the L.A. scene, everything that was going on. Not that Metallica was a part of that, but they were sure in the midst of it, um, you know, in, in California. And that has been wiped from the slate. And here we are in 1996. Does Metallica still have the ability to put out a relevant and contemporary album? Uh, let's find out. I am starting with my out of 10 here this week, and uh, I am going to start with a six. I'm willing to try to be convinced, but it might take some work. This difference between 91 and 96 is larger than any gap in music. Can Metallica of all bands survive? Convince me. Six. Chris, what do you got? Um, yeah, this was this was tough because uh, I thought I was going to jump into this with like a low like three or four or whatever, but yeah. uh, still not great. Um, uh, I'm going to give it a 5.5. 5. Uh, the reason being. I do love exactly half of this record. I mean, I, I've actually even outside of preparing, I was listening to a lot of these songs. Uh, but then there are some where I just couldn't, even after listening to this album four times, I know that was kind of brutal. Uh, I, there's a lot of these songs that I just haven't been able to internalize. Um, again, especially some of the longer ones. Um, I gave it the extra 0.5 uh, just because there are some musical ideas on the lesser liked ones that I still, I'm like, oh, that's kind of a cool idea here. So I gave it, uh, yeah, so it's very mathematical, but, uh, sure. uh, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, uh, yep. About 50%. Yeah, that is good. Chris, I thank you for your dedication for listening to an 80-minute album four times. Thank you for putting <laughs> yeah. in 320 <laughs> minutes of work into Load. This is the podcast that takes this music seriously. Yeah. We are going to go through Load. Oh, we have, yeah, man, combining all of the guys who listen to this, man, that's probably more than Load has been listening to. Uh, I know. I was, I was anybody in the northwest suburbs of Chicago in a while. I was trying to find a gift that kind of best exemplified what, what i was feeling by the end of the fourth one uh i was thinking of that scene in real genius have you guys seen that yeah with Al Kilmer. remember the scene where that kid they're studying that kid just gets up and just starts screaming and just runs out of the room yeah that was that was me <laughs> well we thank you for that sacrifice uh alex anyway, where are you at i know this is a uh an interesting album for you well gentlemen we've reached it here this uh we've reached it my favorite Metallica album. Wow. Here we are. Uh, I'm going to give this one... Ah, man. What rating do I give it, though? See, when, <laughs> I, when I do my ratings, I want to separate the objective, what I actually think the album is worth on like a sort of objective level and try not to add so much of my own personal taste into the rating. 
Sure. So, I mean, I, I was looking, listening through this again today. I've listened to this album so many times, and there's, it's hard for me to find anything that I would skip, I guess, but I, maybe there's a few. So in that case, I'll give it, I'll give it an 8.5. Uh, okay. I okay. love this record. Strong statement. I think that is your highest rate. Oh, no, you hit a nine somewhere, I believe, but yeah. okay. Well, it's, that's the part that convinces me. You know, let's see. Let's see. Kevin, where are you at? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know what to think going into this, actually. Um, I'm going to give this a six. I'm going to join you, Mark, and kind of give that convince me statement as well. Okay. Alex, I think you got your work cut out for us. Uh, I might. Your, uh, <laughs> I might. <laughs> Let's see where it goes. Kevin, take it away. Give us the track by track. All right. and say it there's some cool things going on here but uh yep track one and i cannot stand the way he says there it is <laughs> I was, oh, uh, his register there is not I was, good i was, I was, I was waiting there's, there's gonna be a lot of uh kevinisms on this record i can already see it coming that's for sure <laughs> this is gonna be a good one get some sound bites out of this one that's it everybody else take it away all yeah right. all right well I mean, here we go. We're we're entering sort of a new territory for Metallica, where the thrash and the technicality is behind us, gentlemen. At this point, and now they're getting into a classic rock, and that's why I think I like this record so much. Just because I grew up more of a classic rock, rock maybe more pop minded uh, sensibilities when I listen to my music. So it really hit that for me. And yeah, obviously they probably took a lot of flack for this record because it was such a, a shock to past listeners, especially with their image too. You know, they start wearing eyeliner and makeup cut and they the cut the cut in the hair and they scared people. But also if you think about it, like what the band started in the early eighties and now it's been 16 years practically. And they, what are they expected to keep putting out the same record? Like I love that they took a chance on this record and they did something different i love that they start blending in their southern rock roots you hear it a lot in this song with the slide guitar uh i i don't know i i, I like the way this song starts out and i'm a big fan of the tones i think i really started to appreciate bob rock's production uh, on this record if i didn't like it i mean i loved it on self-titled the black album but I really love it here. It just, everything sounds so good. And I just picture like, you know, maybe it's cheesy, but like West Coast Choppers, like Sons of Anarchy, just more of like the Southern rock, groovy, 
freaking put the barbecue on the grill kind of vibes here and it works for me it just it's yeah, it's like you, 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 you look you look at james hetfield and it's like it makes total sense that he would be on this record and i think it like it's person it's like it's personified in him and i, I love it i think it's great right. you know i'll pick up two points on that first of all um you know i here here's what i'll say about this song i like the tempo Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know if we're at the point in Metallica's career where I'm just complimenting the tempo, okay. but I do think it, like it grooves, like it has it does, kind of yeah. a forward, you know, like what he was uh, Alex, you were saying about the kind of painting that cinematic image of just moving forward. It's driving, you know, motorcycling, whatever. Um, that's cool, uh, I guess. Um, I, I don't think that the you know, and I also agree that Bob Rock, you know, I appreciate his production better here for some reason. Maybe because the Black Album is so overplayed and so definitive and so influential that I just get so sick of everyone copying it. Where like nobody's copying Load, mm -hmm. so like it's, like it's a little bit more interesting, I think, just of, of a, as a of a production or at least evolution of that. Alex, to your point about um, you know, should they have changed or stay the same? Like you can't. That's the the you know, every band gets caught in that from overkill to iron maiden to like you know held like john coltrane and, and and miles davis where um you know it's been so exploratory and then you get back into your like, pop roots or you go into your just your free jazz or you just keep putting out the same thrash record all day every year you know like that's mm -hmm. that's what you do um but just because you change doesn't mean that I can agree that you changed for the right direction. Right. Um, sure. I so that, that, yeah, I mean, it's just like, I, I, I appreciate that you need to change, but was the Southern rock, Allison chains, you know, even Alanis mm -hmm. Morissette or whatever, like, was that the right move? I'm not sure that this song convinces me, even though it really isn't that bad. Aside from that line where, um, I'll see, or what, what is it? Um, you know, and now you can kiss your ass goodbye. Yeah. And they go, you're a kiss your ass goodbye. Like, it almost yeah. takes me, it's like one of those things that just takes me out of it because it's and so it, goofy. And I'm not going to um, say this has got to be the song that convinces you. I, I, I was more <laughs> just trying to, you know, state my introduction to why I love this record and kind of where I think they were going. I mean, yeah, that's, it might not be this song that sells it for you. That's all I'm saying, and that wasn't yeah. my plan, but, you know. But they knew to put the big hit up front because they did that yeah. Enter Sandman, so I don't know. Did they yeah, think this would true. be a hit? That's I don't know. True. I don't even know if this was the biggest hit on their record. No, um, no, no, it definitely wasn't. not. Definitely not, no. Yeah, this is, yeah, speaking of tightness, yeah, that classic Metallica tightness is unfortunately gone. Uh, this is kind of the Metallica in their muddy, hard rock kind of 90s sound. Uh, which yeah, you'd probably pretty much what you would hear for the next decade, uh, uh, at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this definitely yeah, it also is kind of the beginning. And it's fine because, like Mark said, I love the tempo of the song. I like the yeah, just it's kind of just a fun kind of yeah, kind of doesn't take itself too seriously, rocker. Uh, uh, but yeah, this is kind of the beginning of kind of the James like parody vocal, like we see like on South Park or whatever when people are making fun yeah. of him. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> that you see that you say that all across this record. Uh, not that it's always like that, but yeah, there are quite a bit of moments uh, where it's like, okay, where it's too much of that James, you know, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Or, That's my yeah. first thought too, South Park. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. Uh, Kev, I, I do want to uh, queue up one moment at 244, uh, the slide guitar solo, which I thought was interesting.
Yeah, kind of a weird. Uh, yeah, I guess only Kirk could have. Yeah, done slide guitar and a heavy. <laughs> yeah, you know what I like yeah. about that solo is that it yeah. almost sounds like um, you know, slide is being used in lieu of the dive bomb, you know, in the Floyd Rose. So that's kind of right. cool. That's true. And no wah pedal either, or too much wah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we can move. I think we're good, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got fourteen, we got so we're gonna through, buzz. Yeah. 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 Well, sorry for the sexual innuendo here, but we don't need to blow our load on the first song, okay? <laughs> so let's move it on to track two, please. <laughs> two by four. Here we go. I mean, yeah, the, the the shuffle feel to the song is really kind of good. This is them again, really digging into the hard rock influences. But and I'm I'm glad Kevin played that or started out that part with that vocal segment. It's like, did they have to copy Allison Chains that closely with the yeah. harmonies? I mean, I was listening, I was kind of laughing. I'm like, and this is another problem I have with this era. It's like they're no longer leading like they did on their first five records where they're kind of setting the template. Now they're really following almost too much as far as all the, all the, their other, other, other bands that are out there at the moment in 96. I mean, you listen, sure. it's like, I just, okay, this riff sounds like Alice in Chains or Soundgarden and this vocal style sounds like a lot of the other, like male pop rock guys of the era. It's like, it was kind of that groundbreaking James. Yeah. And band, uh, again, it's just from a melodic, perspective yeah just like a fun like okay i can appreciate it but looking at it kind of more objectively yeah this is where you start to see where they're not yeah as unique as they once were yeah it's almost a sad point to make but i mean it was a great run and then how many bands could really just stay on the top of their game for yeah, five, five records yeah five yeah. almost perfect records yeah yeah i mean <laughs> Alex you is like they're still on the top of the game yeah <laughs> i want to say like i said i like a lot of the stuff on here it's just no, as far fine. as yeah no, go ahead and yeah okay i mean i'm well, sticking with mine i was i was ja i was jamming to fine. probably two or three of these earlier i pulled out the yeah the 335 uh that I've got tuned lower. And I, was, I was having. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's that's how I roll. <laughs> like, okay. Let's see if anybody yeah, knows what I'm talking about. There's guitar nerds out there. It's not really a metal guitar. Yeah, but it works. Yeah, that that is a metal three thirty five. I don't know who built or wound those pickups, but man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, 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 I digress. Yeah. I gotta tell Dad to break out the one seventy five and start jamming to two by four. Oh God. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, here, here's here's a comment on this one. Here, was, am I next? I think. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I, you are. Yeah, please, I'm next. All right. Please. You know, I was talking tempo the first track. I'm gonna talk tuning on the second track, and you know, we can really, um, you know, get into <laughs> the choices here. But I mean, this whole album is in E flat, I believe. Mm -hmm. I don't have perfect pitch, but I mean, I. I um you know keyed out a little bit of these and and it seems like it's uh pretty solidly in E flat and I, what it's it's just sounds so E flat and sounds so alternative great. um in that sense and and I, I you know I 
you, you get a little bit more bendy when you're in E flat opposed to drop tuning. Um, you know, again, for all of you who aren't <laughs> guitar players, like you can really just like dig in a little bit more on E flat than you couldn't if you were in E. Um, and then D, you're probably changing string gauges. So like you don't have that flexibility or you're just in a totally different fingering. You're not really bending in that sense. So, you know, E flat really leads to a lot of those groovy, bendy riffs. And I'm not sure that like a, a, a guitar tuning should dictate the direction that a band with the stature of Metallica should be going. I feel like that's so weird to be like directing. I don't know. You know, they just, you know, I, I don't know what their headspace is at that time, but if they're just like, Hey, let's tune E flat so we can, uh, you know, write these groovy shuffly songs. Um, like, I, I don't know that I would have chosen that. Um, but you know, what do I know? I'm not in the band and, and this is a show of opinions. And, uh, I feel like there are a couple moments in this album where they just had some really good ideas and they used them in the two big songs on this album and they used them a bunch of other places and it just didn't work. You know, at the end of the song, I'm just thinking, where's your crown king? Nothing. Like it just ends on that same kind of, you know, musical motif, I guess. So it's, uh, you know, they had the ideas there and they tried to stretch them across 14 songs. And my God, is that past the breaking point? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, here's the, here's the thing with the tuning. I, I mean, yeah, you could say that they took that maybe from Alice in Chains because Alice in Chains was also an E-flat band, but I mean, I read that the reason why um, that happened was is mainly it was uh, Kirk's influence, and it was mainly because he was, you know, at the time he was playing along to a lot of Hendrix and like Steve Ray Vaughan and Thin Lizzy stuff. So, I mean, that's like well before Alice in Chains came around and they were doing E-flat. And then if you look at the yeah. first Van Halen record, that's E-flat as well. And, and again, I mean, I don't know if this is going to be the song that was going to convince you on that record, and that's fine. But, I mean, you were talking a little bit earlier about you appreciate a band changing their direction, but they didn't necessarily need to go this route. And I'm thinking, well, okay, that yeah, that's that's true. I mean, they could have got even more technical and more nerdier and went, like, a Justice for All, like, times 10 with the time signatures and I stuff. I but, I mean, I personally love the fact that they stripped everything down and they were able to sort of jump into that 90s more radio rock and blend in so well and, like, do it so well, in my opinion. And then you look at bands like Rush, where, you know, they did their own thing during the 70s and in the 80s, they started copying, like, the new wave and uh, the synth, you know, throwing the synths in there, but they still sort of had their sound. So they... they like meshed with the generations and still had their own sound to it. And I, I don't know, I think Metallica did it really well. And also just the, I don't know, the vibe that they, you know, came across with this record, especially with the imagery and stuff. I think it just lines up so well with how they are and their influences. So, well, not, not to, uh, uh, you know, be too comparative or, you know, it's probably not fair to judge this record based on what came subsequently. But, you know, with the 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 releases after this, specifically one um, that came out two records after this, it just felt like they were just trying too hard to copycat. Sure. And, sure. you know, that's it's, but, it's hard to judge them yet. now. But we're not there. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> we'll get there. No, we're not there yet. We're not there. yet. <laughs> All right. We'll keep going on this album. Track three. Uh, it would be the house that Jack built.
some cool stuff going on in the song overall you know there better be if it's six and a half minutes long um but <laughs> i hate that I, there's something about that that crash symbol pattern in the in the beginning of the song oh, that i on. detest it sounds like something it sounds like something that i thought was cool when i was like trying to write hard rock music and be like all right yeah yeah this is so cool and i and now i listen to it i'm like man that sounds amateur i hate it it's like you just learned the crash symbol (laughs) yes oh wow i I found where that key is on the keyboard yes i can just see myself hitting it on the keyboard i'm like no and and i hate to say it but it kind of distracts from the song and and there's some cool parts in the song and and, and i'm gonna say it track three a little too early for the plot Oh, that's, <laughs> that's funny. Um, oh God, that's funny. You talked about it as far as yeah, that kind of that snare sound. It, it, there was a point I forgot to bring up on Ain't My Bitch. It, it, there's a little bit of that proto kind of snare sound that you would see on Saint Anger, kind of a, starting to kind of show its ugly head here. Uh, and I kind of after listening to it for the album four times, I started to pick up on those little Lars moments with that, where it's mm-hmm. like it, we're kind of it's very jangly. It's very kind of like again like hitting like a pot. I mean, it's yeah, kind of like uh, it's like okay, we probably could have dialed that down a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, just wait. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it was kind of funny. I'm glad you played uh, as far as um, where you ended the clip uh, at uh, 51 seconds. It almost has that weird wherever I may roam kind of vibe to it with kind of that minor um, key, I guess, choice. Uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, I don't know if they're just kind of pulling from their back catalog now, just with like musical ideas. <laughs> Mm-hmm. uh it's yeah yeah it's weird yeah some of these longer songs on here yeah there's just uh after a point i i just it's it got very hard to internalize a lot of the uh a lot of them a lot of the music um and again i hate to use the allison chains because we've been talking about that but there's a lot of that on this sure oh, this one especially and, and, we're, and we're only at sure. track three and it's like i think we brought it up over all the, <laughs> i think that's come up <laughs> in each in each uh critique um uh yeah especially uh yeah kevin can you play 135 uh this mm-hmm. is the part that i yeah i think this is one of the wah parts yeah. um and i think I, I can't remember if it was on this again you're yeah, trying to remember all the all the parts on this yeah <laughs> just over the course of this entire record yeah i know it's very but there's uh uh, I think it was it might have been in that song where yeah, Kirk uses the wah pedal in that almost man in the box kind of vibe, and I just like can't you couldn't you have done something else with it? Yeah, yeah to make, that's to make what it, I'm saying. Yeah, that's yeah to what Metallica. I'm saying. No, it's like you know you just kind of like lifted that man in the box kind of like we don't we don't need it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That, let me because oh, I was gonna much. play that expert uh, excerpt here. Um, this is four seventeen. Oh, the talk box, yeah. 
it's just too gritty for the sake of being grungy and gritty yeah. and grimy. Um, you know, and, and but dare I say it, and I'll also throw in a comment too that Kevin's point about six minutes and thirty seconds kind of brings back my thoughts about how blackened was about six and a half minutes, and uh, think of all the ideas that uh, they pen put pen to paper there, put uh, tape to track, uh, you know that that really um, you know gives you a difference between ninety six and eighty eight. Um, but dare I say it? This might be my Metallica load stock is rising song. Oh, okay. Ooh. <laughs> interesting because Kevin at, at, stocks on the ride. That's is. interesting. Yeah. Interesting you say that, Mark, because I after we cut show last week, you were talking about the house that Jack built and I was We were making were, fun of it. We were making fun of it. So I was <laughs> expecting this one to not do that well. But I like yeah, how heavy it is. So do I. So do I. That's the thing. They they went more classic rock and more southern rock with the sludge and the groove, but you could still headbang to it, and it's still catchy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you look at Injustice for All, and those songs are longer, and there's a lot more going on in them to maybe keep your interest there, mm-hmm. which, okay, I-, I could see that with, with a record like this where I feel like they're they're playing more for the song and less oh, yeah. to it's less like showing off and like oh i can do this time signature here or i can wheedle wheedle here and show off and do <laughs> not a too much wheedle drum. here you're not gonna be do, hearing that word a lot yeah here. yeah <laughs> do, do a different drum pattern here it's like they're just trying to make good rock songs right. and for, if anything i can agree that they probably didn't have to do that in six minutes like they could have shortened it and still yeah. got the point across to get a good rock song, but I don't know. I, I love how laid back Lars is here. I personally like the China. I, I, I think it's cool. And I, I think what what really does it for me in this record, I think I just love James's singing voice. Like I'm oh, just yeah. a big fan of it in general. He's one of my favorite voices. And this is where you like really hear it. And I think that's why I like it so much. And also I have a nostalgia with it because I got into this record early on. But yeah. I don't know. I think there's a lot of cool stuff going on here. I love the groove and the Kirk's playing. It's cool because, you know, he could do the really shredder, different kind of modes, like you were talking about, you know, e Phrygian and stuff like this. And then here, he just he's just doing Southern rock, classic rock solos, and he can do that, too. It's just, it's great. My yeah, final... I, I my, yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I mean, that solo is something that I heard at first, and I was like, oh, God, another Kirk moment. But then I listened to it again, and I was like, yeah, maybe it's a little too dialed up for my liking, but I could, I could, I could see the context. It works. My final thought on this song was I, like, I like, might like it more if it were not in the three spot. If we're like, I feel like uh, it's it's too the early opener? for this song. No, <laughs> right. no, it's, it's, no, it's, no. Yeah, this, this the nearly set. Is, yeah, go ahead. As weird as weird as it is, I feel like I'd like it more if it were that like track six, track seven kind of cut. We're like, oh yeah, this song, you know, and it, mm-hmm. that kind of make it a deep cut. And it would be right. Better. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a long song too. It kind of sucks your energy a little early on. Yeah, for the other. But, sure. Yeah, Eleven, twelve tracks, but yeah, yeah. Which, we're, <laughs> which we're getting to here, and I can right. see that. And, and I'll leave my final thought here. I I can say the the order of the songs on the album is interesting to me because I feel like it takes a little bit to get to a single or to get to a hit on this record, which is definitely different than the normal formula. Yeah, give, I'll give you that, but I don't necessarily hate it. So okay. Let's All right, well, let's move into Until It's Late. 
You know, my thought going into the song was almost like a uh, a Top Gear intro, you know, where we might have the voiceover that goes, and Kirk finds the wah. James goes, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Lars discovers the ride. <laughs> because, boy, if there's one thing I'd say, yeah, yeah. yeah on Metallica. I mean, it, it, it's something that I think that Lars might have had in his gig bag and never ever broke out because uh, if there's one word I'd use to describe this, this song, it'd be the ride. <laughs> It's really featured. Like, boy, did they want to have that ride symbol and just be like, hey, we we spent a lot of money on that ride, Lars. Come on. Like, break it out once in a while. And he did on this song. This is, I like that you played that last chorus too, Kevin, because I always loved how the chord progression changes up for that last chorus. And it just kind of, you know, just just, just stomps on the root there. It's almost Mm -hmm. kind of Genesis like. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, not that Metallica was listening to. The penmanship of Phil Collins and Mike Rutherford on, uh, you know, their, their, writing sessions for until it sleeps but i always appreciated that little touch on the final chorus there mm-hmm. yeah funny enough yeah as far as uh, just as, uh, as long as i've been listening to metallic i mean this was one of the few like 90s era songs that i never really forgot that always yeah kind of yeah stuck with me uh and again it is very 90s sounding i mean that intro with the clean guitar is very much of kind of that 95 96 era uh, I do like the kind of as far as the unconventional clean parts yeah, that Kirk and James throw in um, at 54 seconds. I love that chorus and tremolo clean part, kind of like something out of like a Tarantino movie. I don't know. I yep. just uh, yep. yeah, I was just going to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, if you could cue that up, it's a. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's kind of a neat little, and that's what that's what I love about you know, when Metallica is Metallica, where they throw in those kind of like unique things that kind of make it th- theirs amongst like wherever and, I may roam, right? Exactly amongst like kind of a again because there's a lot. This is an album of influences at at this particular moment in time, but I like it where it's like okay, we're gonna throw in, we're gonna yeah, we're still gonna be ourselves, we're still gonna be searching. Okay, let me jump in on the thought there. As an album of influences, would they have been better served putting out a Van Halen diver down than this? No. No, I I think they they were always a darker band. I think they needed to stick with that, but I think they just dug maybe, at least a little, from from my taste, I think they dug a little too much into the grunge. Um, uh, There is one Van Halen-esque song on this record, though, but I'll wait because it's later on. But uh, but they, they briefly did it. Uh, for I a moment, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but for the most part, no. I think, I mean, they, James, I mean, in particular, I mean, he's always kind of flourished in the darkness, and I think that's where, yeah, where he, as far as what he writes about, I think that's where he needs to, where he needs to stay, and the music has to reflect that. Mm-hmm. Flourishing in the darkness, what yeah. every high school Metallica fan wants yeah. to believe about himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I flourish in the darkness. Darkness, yeah, yeah. yeah and, and I'll say, and in the background, I didn't do a whole lot of homework, taught like you know, diving into the music videos and stuff surrounding this record. And in the background, when we guys were talking, I was watching a little bit, bit of it, and oh, and I can, <laughs> and, and, and and honestly, I can see why you know diehard metallica fans for so many years would have seen that and were disgusted because (laughs) they would have thought oh they're just trying to follow this sort of goth the goth trend or whatever it is and it's like okay like i never wanted to see my favorite band go down this route but i mean also i didn't grow up with that and so i don't mind it maybe that's why i come from a different background but i think that's what's so cool about this album too is um, like you mentioned, a Quentin Tarantino movie. I mean, I don't know if you guys know the movie From Dusk Till Dawn, 
but mm-hmm. that movie came out at this in the same year. And it's so funny that you watch that movie and then you think of a movie that came out six years later called Queen of the Damned. And it's like this vampire-y kind of modern. Yeah, with dark. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you listen to these songs and it's like did that inspire that movie? It just it fits so well. Oh yeah, it's, it's got that. It's, it's, it's definitely a goth, It's got a gothic feel to it. It's I got can kind of see that. Yeah. I, I just yeah. I think, and, and you know, to be fair, I mean, it's not that crazy because I was watching um, the. Uh, I went after the last episode, and I went and I watched the behind the making of the Black album. And you look at the T-shirts those guys are wearing. Like I don't know if you guys know the band Sisters of Mercy, but they were like a goth dark wave band from the like mid all through the 80s and kirk's wearing their shirt so it's like it's not crazy that they're trying to go to this sort of gothic angle here and i don't know i love the solo i love that he's not just kind of mindlessly shredding and he's actually playing some catchy things where they get stuck in your head and you can almost sing the solos yeah, and it, I think yeah. it's a great ballad. And if anything, it's sort of followed that four spot yeah. where they're putting that ballad in there again. Right, a ballad. I never thought of that. I, I think never so. Of it it's a little, it's a little yeah. slower. It's got it's that just power ballad, but more power ballad. Yeah. Sure, I love how sure. we, I love how we've been slowly changing the definition of a power ballad on this show because I know we've had <laughs> massive arguments about it. I know. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say uh, of this, we've had a good discussion uh, on on what's working here in classic rock and things like that. This is why I kind of gave the album the rating it is, is there are songs on here where I feel like huge thumbs down. I'm like, what was that experiment that didn't work? And there are songs on here like this where I'm like, oh, huge thumbs up. You feel this merge of Metallica and Mm -hmm. classic rock and blues feel and those clean guitars. And you're like, wow, that was incredible. And then you just happen to get a clunker later. And you're like, that was, that stinks. Yeah. And that, <laughs> there's just too many songs. And I think you cut a couple here, and suddenly my six is looking at a seven, seven and a half. Okay. At least like four or five. Yeah. Can, I can, think. Yeah, can, well, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. can but, you imagine if they would have, uh, yeah, if they would have done like the like the double album, I can't. Yeah, they, yeah, because oh, I know that was. Yeah, that was a bad. That was a bad. Bad. <laughs> I, I'll back you up on that. All of that at once, out of nowhere, that would have been too much. <laughs> yeah, a bit like, of I know, an overload. Yeah, it seems like, like the bad decisions are starting to come to roost for the band here. It's just funny. If they did that, they should have called the double album "Overload" because that's what. Which there we go. Yeah. But uh, all right. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Here's your crown, King. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you, Bob Rock, for bringing us the 1996 <laughs> version of Enter Sandman, yeah. because that that outro has got to be all him. It is it is a, a great outro, well, and so this Enter is Sandman this, too. Yeah, I mean, this is a a great sneer song. It might be the sneeriest Metallica song that they've ever done. I don't know. Like, it, it's the kind of song that like I see with like a Billy Idol sneer, but yep. James is doing yeah, it. Absolutely. Like, it, it's. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the kind of song that like with the lyrics and everything that like I just imagine like singing it to like if you beat LeBron James in the NBA finals or something, you'd be like, where's your crown king? Nothing. Like it just got such an attitude to it. Like, like not, not, not like you, you're a fan of the team and you're just like air singing in your head to that other guy that you hate on the other team yeah where's your crown king nothing do, do i you sense know? an instagram tag coming up here Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah i think that's yeah yeah i mean we're, we're all you know chicago guys so hey you can't dethrone michael jordan so yeah where you take offense to that then just move on no yeah okay. th- th- this was the big song off the record that i fell in love with when i first sort of started exploring this era of the band i remember vividly uh, my first, you know, I was telling you guys uh, on the master episode, I had a friend, Frank, who this was his favorite band and he turned me on to Leopard Messiah. That same kind of, we would do these shows every, you know, couple weekends where we would just, you know, get a bunch of friends together in the garage and just play a bunch of cover tunes. And we, we played this song a bunch, like out of all the Metallica. And, you know, I think why it's because, you know, how old are you? Like a freshman, like 13, 14, 15 13 14, years yeah. old. It's like, yeah, yeah we're not going to be playing you know, Dyer's Eve. Okay, we could play. We can. We can yeah. play. We can play the more simpler, yeah, haven't, haven't sludgier. Grown up yet, yeah, yeah. We, you know, we don't have quite the chops to do that. So I think that's. You know, we, we wanted to play Metallica, and we played something that's a little bit more manageable at our age. And I love how the the harmonizer guitar, because that's what that is. He's playing like on the seventeenth fret, way up on that string, but it's like he's using the Tom Morello whammy pedal to even bump it up even another octave. And how it slowly fades in, you know, Jason's bass tone and his bass riff is great. Finally, there's there's more bass here. And I think it's great. I love the guitar. So I love how big the chords are during the chorus. It's just like, oh, I know. It, it's like this yeah. grit. It makes you like, you could f- almost like feel the guitar chords it's coming like out of the speakers. Yeah. It's great. It's so heavy. I love how it's got that last chord at the very end of the turnaround when it's like never first today. Where's your crap? It's like that note that kind of falls right underneath it. That ugly chord right before it goes in back into the verse is great. The yeah. Phrygian, the, whatever that is. I love that. And yeah, that, that's so cool that you played that part, Kev, because he literally took the the Enter Sandman part at the very end of the song, replays that riff, and then it's the the part oh, where dude. the the car comes and runs, or the train yeah. comes and runs over. It's that that same idea. And the often never never. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, cheesy. Yeah. There's definitely some parts here where it's getting into that David Lee Roth where the ad libs come in, and it's like, all right, James, like take it easy with the ad libs. It doesn't age that well, but it's fine. I'll like I love the rest of the song, so I'll let it pass. Yeah, luckily that's something you could easily edit out. But yeah, I guess it kind of adds to the goofiness, but. Yeah, I'm going to keep this one short. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I really love this song. Uh, this is probably one of the, yeah, one of the two or three that I actually are up there with me with my favorite of all time Metallica songs. Wow. Uh, yeah. I yeah, and just, yeah, like I think what Alex was saying with the, pre, like the pre-chorus into the chorus, I don't know what it is with the production and the guitars, but it fills you up. It really, it's just yeah. like this, it's this sonic 
Sonic Temple yeah, that you're just kind of sitting in for a few seconds. Sonic Temple? Yeah. Yeah, there's another. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, was and Bob Rock, by the way. Yeah, yeah that was. Okay, yeah, so that. Was yeah. That yeah, I just loved that? that. That was just. I just. I. I always came back to just listening to this. I. That was the one. As far as a chorus that stuck in my head, where I was just singing it, even outside of doing research, where I was just singing that part in my head. Yeah, because it's just that, so good. Uh, that that Van Halen song. I think it was off the debut. That I hated the lyrics, but everyone else loved them, and it was just they, they were like kind of like that best rebellion lyrics I've ever oh, heard. Oh no, no, it was fools. Fools, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was it. Yeah, that was okay. So a couple records in, but um, you know, like so well, as much sw- as sweeping the 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 broom, yeah, yeah. So as much as Fools was not nailing it for me on you know kind of teenage lyrics, this song just is the most perfect angsty fifteen year old you know lyric sheet that you'll ever see. I think that this is what every like high school kid who's scratching on some notebook, you know, like, and, and, you know, you know, cause he's mad at the Dean or whatever, like, you know, like, <laughs> like he's trying to write King nothing and they, they just nail it. I think that they just, you know, Metallica is not really that band, but when they tried to be here, they really nailed it. All right. Well, some interesting opinions, us feeling the pendulum swing a little bit on that song. Uh, we're going to move on here to Hero of the Day. Kevin stalks on the rise. That's what I'm gonna say. Thank That's you. what I'm gonna say. Yeah, I, 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 this does sound like a very '90s era song. I'm gonna say yeah. it. it. Absolutely does. But uh, this one got in my head, and the more I listen to it, I'm like, wow, this is an interesting combination because you wouldn't really hear any other '90s band go hog wild on that double bass. Yep, especially at the end. That's something only Metallica would do. Tool. And I, I like that flair. I, I don't know Tool that well, to be honest with you. But Oh, well, you um, should. <laughs> they're, they're, they're great. <laughs> anyway, yeah. well, I'm, think, I'm thinking more, you know, standard 90s. Tool is their own Three doors thing, down. as far as I know. Sure, yeah, sure. You, yeah. W- you wouldn't necessarily hear them doing that kind of double bass. So I, I appreciate that flair that's brought into this kind of song. So, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, uh, before uh, we go into this song, I will say that Three Doors Down's Loser has kind of become my unexpected song of the summer here. Not sure where that came from. <laughs> kind of a long story. So we'll get to that here. some other time. By the way, I listened, I listened to that like five yeah. times. Yeah. I listened to that like five it. times after you told me to. 
Yeah, I, like I had nothing else, and like my phone was like I got a new phone, so I didn't have uh, uh, Spotify in the car, and I had nothing else to listen to in the car except for an old MP3 CD that I put in there just to test the sound system before I upgraded the Bluetooth, like I do in all my cars. Three Doors Down was on there, and I listened to it, and I discovered, rediscovered the song "Loser." Check it out, please. It's not <laughs> as bad as you might think. Anyway. Back to Hero of the Day. I love that this song is the absolute opposite of Back to the Front. If you remember that from our um, our uh, Master of Puppets days, oh, you really had that, um, you know, almost kind of anti-war-ish from a soldier's perspective. Right. Um, and this song lyrically feels to me, I'm not sure 100% what this is about, but I really like that they almost kind of completed that story brought the guy back home or whatever and and uh you know mama they tried to break me and everything like that was it's really uh an interesting evolution i think of the lyrical journey of metallica that's funny that you brought up that lyric that was actually one i had marked in here uh mama they tried to uh break me uh i don't know that one that that line just kind of jumped out at me as far as i don't know i don't know if this song has more to do with it somebody just kind of standing there their ground without uh yeah like yeah. I, I i went out into the world but i didn't i kind of stood my ground yeah put it this way the 90s were much more ambiguous than the 80s yeah that's yeah, that's for sure yeah <laughs> yeah uh, all right uh, yeah i mean i i love the song as well like most songs on this album but it's so catchy i i love that you played that part kev yeah with the double bass going and i mean they do that part prior to that in the song and it eventually transitions into the solo which i think is really nice but i just think it's a really well structured song i've always loved playing that clean guitar intro i think it's it's nice i love at the very end where uh, sort of the arpeggiated chord starts kind of trickling in underneath all that kind of heavy chaos that's going on i think is really nice and yeah i don't know i don't really know what much to say about this one i, I think it's Super catchy and is a great single and deservedly so. That's that's what it should have been. Yeah, that well. yeah that, yeah that clean intro is. Uh, uh, what are you laughing over there for? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that uh, as far as my one of my warm blanket moments on here. Yeah, that uh, yeah. Intro, yeah that intro. Ooh. There's warm is, blankets on this record because it's like it's catchy in the way it the is. chords fall. It's like right it's great you know here's the thing yes. it's okay you don't have okay. to defend yourself it's, it's all right it's, very, it's, a, it's a very butt rock album but i like <laughs> okay. that stuff so that's why so what, are you, what are you saying <laughs> like you're yeah. i like that stuff like yeah it sounds like nickelback it sounds like theory of a dead man like all those bands that came afterwards and like sure but they did it first and i love it Mm. I, I was just laughing over here because Alex is like, I don't have much more to say. And I was going to say, good, because we got a lot more songs. <laughs> we here. really do. But we really do. <laughs> just, we do. We really do. So we're, we're going on to Bleeding Me. <laughs>
So my journey through music really started with, um, you know, Kevin and I, our dad was really into progressive rock and really long songs. And I mean, I'm talking like, you know, yes, tales from topographic oceans and <laughs> close to the edge, clocking in at 20 minutes. And that was kind of my, what I identified with progressive rock being long songs. Um, and then when I got into Metallica, I got in like Alex through Reload or Load. Like that was kind of my entry point, the Unforgiven 2, um, you know, kept hitting the Unforgiven run, 1 and not like realizing that there was, you know, that, you know, really where my target was. And when I discovered this song, I was just like, wow, how cool Metallica, you know, they're kind of pop rocky, right? And they come out with this progressive, uh, you know, like, cause it's eight and a half minutes, right? Like, that's cool. And then I discovered and justice for all <laughs> and realized that, uh, just because a song is eight and a half minutes, doesn't mean it a needs to be, or B is even progressive in the, um, you know, this, the literal sense. Yeah, the chorus here yeah reminds me of yeah the chorus like in uh, King Nothing. It just hits. It's filling. I don't know. James just is firing on all cylinders with just uh, he with hits all his, his range. He does here, but you can feel he just kind of like it's like he it's like okay, there's the Metallica we're looking for. As far as James just bringing it all out, mm-hmm. and I think he does that perfectly. Uh, and I also like kind of more of the lighter moments uh, on here, like in kind of the intro part of this song, where it it kind of gives me a little bit of kind of Tool vibes, like the Mater James Keenan kind of clean vocals with the very subtle guitars in the background kind of like uh maybe our audience will know better than because i know you guys really aren't tool fans but like on anima and 46 and 2 there's this very kind of light where, where it's yeah where yeah, james is really pushing the kind of the like the softer side of his singing style um yeah i um uh, also there's again i know kirk gets crapped on for his uh kind of wah soloing but i kind of like it here in this song uh especially uh, around 610. Yeah, Kevin, if you could just cue that up. Yeah, very okay. simplified, but it just it just kicks butt. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah, I also love at the end uh, too, where uh, where they do uh, the main uh, like the main chorus riff with kind of a little lead guitar underneath without any vocals, and I just I don't know, I just yeah, that was another kind of cool little thing they threw in there. But sure. uh, yeah, for a longer song, yeah, there's a lot of yeah a lot of juicy moments on here. I, I'm gonna say this this is uh, a longer song. I, I not utterly convinced of its length however kevin stocks on the rise it is is two stock on the rising songs in a row this is another one that got stuck in my head despite the length despite some of the lard you know it's in there and (laughs) (laughs) it absolutely does for an an album filled with a lot of fat yeah that's it's 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 hard because uh, the (laughs) I like the tempo. I love the tempo of the chorus. It sits in that groove so well. Oh, yeah. But taking eight plus minutes in that, you know, that and that's, it's not that's, even that's the, the longest song on the album. I, I know. I know. Yeah. So that, that that's but something about the chorus is it, it hits. It's a punch to the gut. So that's where I'm coming from. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll I mean, that's the thing. I'll back that up regarding this song. It's funny, though. Because when I was listening to it today, 
it didn't really feel like it was that long to me. And then right before the show, I was kind of reading up on the album a little bit, and I looked at the track listing and the times, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a longer one. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, I'll give you that. Like, it maybe didn't have to be that long. Like, maybe that opening clean, those verses maybe could have cut, been cut a little bit and got to the point a little quicker. And I do know that there's a radio edit for that, which is, you know, just under six minutes. So maybe that, <laughs> maybe, a, maybe that would just help. Just barely a, under six. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that would help a little bit. But I, I, I find it funny, right? So... Again, I'm going to start kind of talking about other bands I like, but I'm, I'm I'm such a big Oasis fan, and it's funny because the record that came out in '97 uh, is, and I'm going to wrap this up where it's going to make some sense here. But the album's called "Be Here, Be Here Now," and that album is just known for being so freaking long. Like every song on it is like, I mean, I'd have to look exactly, but it's like you know seven nine six minutes like it's a really long record and a lot of people have complained that you know them coming from such a big record that came out a few years before that their biggest album and they follow up with that and it's so long and bloated and it's like what drugs were they on and it's funny because if you (laughs) and it's the thing and it's the thing is is because Lars has gone on record saying he's such a big Oasis fan and I was watching sort of a making of the record and you could see like oasis posters in the background in the studio so it's like huh like who inspired who here like did did oasis kind of like see the longer songs and felt like hey you know if metallica could do it we could do it but if anything like i i appreciate a lot of the the solos and the stuff it's not just like a repeated chorus like four times like there's some cool instrumental parts in here that you know, would take place of a, another repeated course and make it a little interesting. So, yeah. Okay, l- l- let me throw out a bold idea here. There you go. Bold idea. There we go. Yeah, just thinking, you know, as you guys are complimenting the song and I was complaining a little bit about it, um, maybe I could tolerate the length if it wasn't sitting in the middle of the freaking album. Sure. Like, what if this were the closer and... Mm. Everything after this yeah. was could, no could... longer on the record. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> okay, pick one. Pick one. That, that, pick good, one, yeah. and then you have an eight-track album. But yeah, my way to go into which bed, is then. basically <laughs> kind of where Metallica was before the Black Album. I know it's not sure. typical of the '90s or the CD era, but I feel like you'd have a pretty damn tight album, really. You know, I, I, I think it, and, and I would tolerate the eight and a half minutes let me, let me look, on yes. a closer because it's kind of like an encore. Like this song feels like an encore. Yeah, it does. There's yeah. a lot of the moments in yeah. here that just kind of feels like, yeah, we're going to repeat that, but we're going to do something different yeah, with it. Sure. And, you know, like it's eight and a half minutes. Fine. You know, it's just the last Metallica you're going to get for the next, well, okay, year, but whatever. Yeah, except for one song. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, you probably could have touched the second <laughs> okay, half of this record. Right, except for three at least. Get out of I, here. I have to admit, Mark, I'm kind of trending your way as. As well, all right. Yeah. You know, yeah, there, three guys the, going one way and one guy going guy. the other. I keep, I, 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 well, we zag. Yeah, I, I just uh, keep thinking of the nightmare of uh, of a, that this possibly could have been a double album. It just it, it makes yeah, it makes me it makes me want to curl up in a corner. It's funny. Yeah. Though. I'm, I'm, gonna ha- I'm gonna have some interesting takes after this episode, but I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll end it there. Are we moving okay. on to the cure okay. here? Yeah. We are. Yeah.
Change vocals again. Uh, you know, and I'm getting pretty sick and tired of, of the bendy blues riffing. I'm getting a little uh, okay. I'm sick and tired of the bendy blues you riffing. Want, you, 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 you miss your Weedle? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah maybe I want a bit more Weedle. I'll weedle. even, I'll even say I miss the Weedle a little bit. Yeah, uh, give me some machine gun drumming. I'm getting a little tired, you know, and. Uh, I don't know. That's just. This, I guess that's all I have to say. Yeah, I. I don't. I, don't, I, don't I mean, wanna... come in. It sounds like they're jamming at this point. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't yeah. want to yeah. burst Alex's bubble because I could see how enthusiastic he was when that fired up. But uh, yeah, this is. I'll, I mean, I'll save my more kind of. I don't know my more. I guess negative <laughs> hey, commentary Alex, what do you, for later what do you on. Have to say about <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like the edge, uh, yeah, 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 Mark's kind of right. Yeah, it does have kind of like a like a like a jamming kind of feel to it. Um, I thought the spoken word in the beginning kind of sounded like James is trying to do like a Jim Morrison. Probably failed. Just going on a uh, probably. I could see and I, uh, Kevin, I want you to queue up at forty six seconds. If that is going back to what Mark was talking about, as far as like them kind of repeating tempos and rhythms, this had uh, had nothing written all over it. Yep. Yeah, like where it, where it starts right there, you just want to yell out like King Nothing, like you want to yell out that chorus, and it's like no, it's not that. Like what were we? It's like uh, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. I and again, yeah, and another part. Yeah, this is really where James's vocals kind of go into like that parody territory. At two twenty five, Kevin, I just need yeah. You can see where I'm going with this song. I know, yeah, that's. It's like that's not what, yeah, that's. Why, like, why? <laughs> why are you making me having to explain here? Yeah, oh, you myself. don't have to. You, I, you, you could cut it there. I'll jump in. Um, oh, here we go. I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> no, I mean, don't get. I'm, he had twenty-five more things on his list. No. I, I, I <laughs> I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fall on my sword for this song. Like I. I, I get. <laughs> I get the cure. I get. I get. Like this was never one of my like super favorite songs on the record and i i get it like it does sound like it's jamming a little bit it does kind of sound like everything else at this point so it's like all right i mean do they need to throw this one on here like that that i this song is where i can back up the support for there's a lot of there's a lot of songs on this record and there's a lot of but like i i back that it's still catchy to me and there's still parts in it that like get me going but is it a central? And I'm, maybe I'm giving something away here. But is it a central? Maybe not. Okay. Well. I, okay. We're, we're going to move on to uh, poor twisted me, and this is one I've been waiting to get to. Yeah it's, yeah, it's funny that uh, as far as uh, kind of Van Halen vibes, yeah, the intro to this song definitely has that kind of 80s Eddie kind of yeah, heavy mid-rangey kind of feel to it. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's kind of where the, as far as the, if you want to see kind of a more unique aspect, it kind of ends there. Yeah, this is another as far as the... <laughs> and it's funny that you played that one lyric. Yeah, I chew on suffer. I don't know why that just hits my ear wrong. I 
I wish they could have, I don't know, like, I chew on agony. Okay, that's good. I chew on suffer. Maybe, maybe he could have just said suffering. He could have just gone for it. I chew on suffering. I chew on agony. Kind of an easy thought as a producer there. He's like, hey, James, yeah. English class in. Yeah, it also it also has a very, like, the, the production on James's vocals is very kind of dense, too. It kind of sounds like he's singing through, like, a megaphone. I hate that. Yeah. Oh. 90s telephone voice. Y- you, know, you know what this is for me? Yeah. I, this is Metallica's Poor Boy Blues. I cannot <laughs> take it. I, I, it. I, I listen to this, and it is a total drag. I just, I, I, I just can't take it. And, and, uh, I, I understand them like the oh blues rock influence, but you know there's bands that do blues rock influence well, and there's this, which is the biggest drag. You know, if it were something like this, for instance. Come on down. Cinderella can pull it off. Yeah. Okay. Metallica, no. Oh, poor twisted me. Yeah, it's very. It's, it's a, yeah, no, there's not a I lot just, of swagger in it. Yeah, James. I mean, James has a little bit of swag, but he's not. Yeah, he, he doesn't have the yeah where he can kind of hit where he, the variation is where it jumps around a lot. There, it just sounds like it's very stiff. It doesn't sound like he's in like his comfort zone. How and, do you yeah. go from King Nothing to Poor Twisted Me lyrically? I chew on. How do you even get there? How do you you get there musically? Yeah, there's another. Yeah, there's another (laughs) part. A lot of questions. Yeah, there's another part I have in here. I don't know why I didn't mark the. Maybe just because I didn't feel like I had to write the actual lyric. But at two twenty eight, I had I I have written down here. Don't like how he sings this part. Can you play that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) God, Jesus. Yeah, let me cue that right up. think that James shakes his booty when he sings that song if they ever played it live? I hope so. I, have it. <laughs> I could just see him kind of grinding to that. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's just, yeah, this, is, oh, this, is where, this is where my... Stop it! He's torn. All right, all right I, I got my comments on this one. I just have four words. Remember when I reviewed that one song from... Uh, um, what was it? Our special album? I can't remember the exact the song. The Night Game. Yeah. yeah, what was I don't remember the exact song, but I, I summed it up in four words. I called it Truck Stop Cindy Lauper. Back in and the I'm gonna van, call, I think it was. Yeah, back, back in the van. van. I'm yeah. going to call this one Dive Bar Van Halen. Sure. That's my forward review. I mean, this is the kind of thing that you would hear to some empty bar up in Fox Lake or something on the off-peak <laughs> boat sea, Blarney's <laughs> Island or something, and you're just sitting there like the one guy at the bar, like, pick it up! Like, faster, please! Like, halftime Van Halen with a non-David Lee Roth just sounds so bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. There, there's part, All right, Alex, there's, there's part, go turn us around. No, 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 I, I don't think I'll be able to with this song, because I, I feel like, I again, this wasn't always one of my favorites. But also, it's just like, I don't know, I feel like I can totally get the vibe they're trying to go for here. Like, they're trying to go for that southern, swampy, sludgy, heavy... Like here, here's another example. Mess. I'll and it say, and <laughs> what does it does work? Because they do, just, they yeah, do it, they know. do it really well. So it works. It's just it depends if you like it or not, and you get where they're what they're trying <laughs> to do. I mean, I, I don't know how much you guys know about Danzig, like Glenn Danzig, but he was a singer of the yeah. Misfits. Well, and they, they yeah. were they were big. They were big, uh, you know, Misfits fans. But if you ever listen to early Danzig solo stuff, like. 
he was very much into the kind of Delta blues and he would have like acoustic kind of Delta bluesy songs in there and he would croon over him too. And he would get his Jim Morrison voice going. Well, I mean, that's kind of his voice naturally, but, and they were huge Danzig fans and those were, you know, Rick Rubin produced records. So maybe they were trying to follow in that footsteps. And then if you listen to late eighties, the cult like Sonic temple and like electric like those are very delta blues kind of southern rock kind of vibes too so i mean Mm -hmm. i feel like both of those bands were probably big influences on where they were going here and metallica just did it in their own way and just made it like way heavier um because of bob rock's production obviously but yeah i mean Mm -hmm. this is like a longer song and like i get it it's it's nothing crazy great here again not a song that i'm gonna fall on my sword for but, you know, there's some catchy parts in it, and I, I could see that it'd be a skippable track, but... Alex, if you're talking about your favorite Metallica album, and now you've got two songs in a row that you won't fall on your sword for, and you're even giving it the designation of skippable, well, that's... Uh, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. well, here's the thing. I mean, I could listen to this whole album all the way through easily... But I mean, I, I guess I'm saying is like I wouldn't put the c- cure or poor twisted me up as my like. Oh man, this these are the songs that are gonna make load the best <laughs> you think album. Something's wrong with like, you, I guess. Like that's the thing. Like these are the dude, songs dude, that are gonna do it for me. But I still like them. I still would listen to them. They still groove and are catchy to me. So I don't know. I'm just not convinced that they they do this style well. That's what I'm not sold on. I, I don't a, know. I just it until feels, it sleeps. It, uh, does yes, the style well. Sure, like that's the thing. It's like well, we're talking a- about these tracks that are buried in. Until Sleeps does it well. Poor boy, I mean poor twisted me, you know, <laughs> <laughs> necessarily. This is one word as Bob why didn't Bob Rock say guys Erase Stop. the tape. In the garbage. the ashes. Yeah. This is like like it works, guys. It worked on Until It Sleeps. Let's leave it on Until It Sleeps, you know, and and work on some of these other songs. Well, that's that's know. just what I don't understand. Like, there's sometimes when it works absolutely brilliant, and there's sometimes on here where I'm just like, man, I, yes, I do understand where they're going for. I just don't feel like it could pull it off, and I, I don't know. That maybe that's just me. But. Look, one thing that makes me proud about this podcast for any of us, anybody who's still listening at this point, <laughs> is, is that like we are the only podcast in the world that will dedicate a solid eight or nine minutes to poor twisted me. So maybe we should move yeah, on. Yeah, let's move on. That's fine. I wasn't in... say this is my stock is rising song uh, kevin stocks on the rise stocks on the rise this is one where 
I remember seeing a video pretty early on when I was younger of them playing this song on live on Jules Holland. And I don't know what it was, but for some reason, like, I've always associated that live performance with this song. And I don't know, I love how it starts off kind of clean and then just slams. And, like, this is sort of that, you know, flying down the highway at 90 miles an hour on your freaking chopper or your Harley Davidson fat boy. And it works. Mm-hmm. It's just like there's some, like, the verses get really kind of evil. And it it's getting almost away from sort of the bluesy stuff during the verses where he goes from that E up to the F with those, like, power chords. It gets a little sinister there. And... I don't know. I, I love the groove on this song, and it's a little bit more back into the heavy metal punk rock attitude on this song. Coming out of Poor Twisted Me, I, I like it coming out of that song, I would say. An interesting inverse of the usual where you would say that, for example, Don't Tread on Me was only good because it was following up wherever I'm at Rome and, and gave a good contrast to that. And I, th- I think maybe that is a support of Poor Twisted Me that if you put something like that there, maybe it increases like <laughs> they can still do it. But, you know, Alex, you mentioned the intro. Um, Kevin, can you cue that up for me? Uh, just, just start it right at the top, I think. I almost yeah, feel like that's well, you know, I you know what I got when I listen to that song, I was almost thinking like after the heaviness comes in, I'm just thinking bow with the bow, a bang the bang, big like it was okay. Kid Rock listening yeah, to this. Like, sure. Okay. Sure. I don't know. Like maybe this was something that uh that he heard and and thought that uh, you know, here's how I can make Southern Rock my brand of uh of heavy metal, whatever you want to call wait, that. Wait. Um some might call it crap, but <laughs> I think this came out yeah. Yeah, I think this came out before, uh, like, Kid Rock. I think... Uh, no, that, the, that, yeah. that's what I mean. Oh, you mean, that, oh, like, you mean as far as Kid Rock kind of pulling that? He was uh, listening to this. Oh, and, okay, and thinking, gotcha. I, got, uh, I got that reversed. Um, uh, you know, okay. here's how they did it. Like, yeah. maybe this can be done. Um, like, I, like, Kid Rock is an interesting discography, to be sure. Yeah. You know, to be fair to him. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, we're anyway, not doing like, that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's the kind of thing, once it kicks in, you just think, oh, that riff isn't so bad. Um, yeah. And, you know, like, yeah, I could, I could take this. And then, then you get those lyrics, and it just, like, to me, it's so bipolar like it's got this great riffing and i'm glad they've brought that back but then you've just got more like lame ass kid in detention lyrics that just you know they tried it and it worked well with king nothing they tried it a couple times more and it's not working as well yeah yeah i kind of agree with that as far as and it's more of the delivery of the uh maybe that's the, the punk rock uh kind of attitude they were going for but as far as the inflections on the verses really didn't yeah hit me like i wanted them to um, though I do kind of like that line, uh, what is it, ain't gonna waste my hate on you, I think I'll keep it for myself, which is kind of very self-deprecating. Um, I guess that kind of fits in line with yeah, kind of where James was at at this time. Um, it was also very interesting, that part that you played, Mark, uh, with that clean part. I don't know if, about you, but I, as far as how he was singing, it reminded me a lot of Kurt Cobain a little bit. We were kind of singing those very kind of dry, high kind of parts, where it's not, sure. uh, it's not really a train, but it's, yeah, very kind of almost, yeah. Uh, yeah, you got a, you got a real kind of brutal kind of almost like you're about to break up uh, at, right at the top. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, and it's funny, Alex. I think you had said the. I actually had punk rock written in here as far as the, uh, kind of the vibes I was getting from this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that main riff, that dun, 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 dun. again, it's a very as far as supporting your as far as the simplicity of this record, that is a perfect simplistic moment on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess I'll after you kind of explaining your thoughts on this song, I guess it kind of has brought my opinion of the song up a little bit more. So I guess I could say it's uh, stocks on the rise for me. Yeah, oh, so. another one. Kevin yeah. stalks on the rise. Quite a lot. Yeah, of so those. I'll. Uh, yeah, so that uh, there is one part I want to. Uh, maybe again, I want you, your guys' opinion uh, as far as them pulling uh, kind of tempos and rhythms from other parts of the album. Uh, Two thirty-eight. It kind of gives me uh, "Ain't My Bitch" kind of vibes. If you could play that, uh, uh, cue that up. Yeah, like the uh, the chorus. Yeah, like the kiss your ass goodbye part. It kind where it slows down a little bit and then it picks up. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I don't know why they keep doing it. I mean, I can see maybe once. (laughs) But twice. You could say it's a, it, this is a musically coherent album. Yeah, maybe I would. Maybe I would be. Well, Give after after, after, after yeah. listening to it four times, yeah, I guess I really, yeah, where is just the stuff jumped out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. get a lot more picky. All right, let's uh, move on to something a little different. And oh yeah, <laughs> Mama said. I can't wait. <laughs> podcast is a retrospective podcast of opinions none of us grew up in this era um none of us you know really lived it the way that those who are discovering this music as it came out did um you know but just imagine i'm just trying to put myself in the feet of or the mental headspace of somebody in 1996 going to the record store and seeing this album and this album, for those of you who don't know, had a big fat sticker on it that said 78 minutes and 52 seconds. <laughs> and think about being that fan in 1996. So you've grown, you, you know, you've, you love justice, you love puppets, you know, you, maybe black album is like, well, they had to do it, you know, now they're generationally wealthy. You know, what are they going to give me? 78 minutes and 52 seconds. Imagine nearly 80 minutes like expecting justice and puppets and then getting a pile of mama said. <laughs> oh God. Just, just imagine that in 1990. Like, I don't know. Like, and, and to be honest, like this kind of gives me a little bit of big, bad bill vibes. Oh, yeah. um, and, oh. and, and I don't, you know, I can't say that I hate it because I'm hearing it in 2020. Sure. Um, you know, and maybe not for the first time, but like, you know, kind of studying it for the first time. So I could just, but I just keep 
thinking back to that that guy that metalhead in the record store in 1996 and, the? and getting there <laughs> take sure, it away sure sure no i mean that's a good way to to put it and i think that's why i i love this album so much because i'm such a fan of catchy music like i love earworms i mean today it's so funny i i probably shouldn't put this in the podcast but like our new Katy perry record came out three days ago and there's a song in there that I love, and that's not normally somebody I would listen to, but it's like, I don't really have guilty pleasures anymore. Like, I, I don't really care about that stuff. I've, I've grown out of that, and I appreciate, Just you know, music. catchy, yeah. well-written songs. Yeah. And I, I think I was alluding to this song, uh, maybe on the Black Album, when we were talking about, like, the Unforgiven or Nothing Else Matters, and I don't know, I, I again, it goes back to me just loving James's voice. And yeah, you could you could you can talk about the Alice in Chains vibes with the you know especially off like the, those EPs like Jar or Sap like when they did those more acoustic based uh, EPs and Alice in Chains and yeah I mean those came out prior to this record if I remember correctly and yeah maybe they saw how well that went and you know there was a bond there and they wanted to do their own version of it but I don't know I really actually like this song a lot and. I feel like it could stay on the record. I think it's up there ballad wise with, you know, until it sleeps and hero of the day, like maybe not as strong, but you know, I, I it's, it's not like a cure poor twisted me where it's something that it sounds like the first couple of songs on the album. And it's like, all right, if you had to get rid of some things, like I can see it, but this one, I, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's strong enough to stand on its own and I've watched some cool live performance of it and I liked it. And I don't know. I think it's uh, well-written. Good, it's, good, good song sung by James. Okay. It's funny you would think that I would have been happy as far. Oh, great! I, finally, I don't have to put another Alice in Chains reference in my notes. But uh, no, unfortunately, <laughs> not. Now I've got to replace Alice in Chains with Garth Brooks. <laughs> and okay. I can appreciate. I mean, again, I like when James writes from the heart and writes about when he gets personal, which he is here. There's a lot of great, uh, a lot of great kind of uh, lyrical moments here. Like, I need your arms to welcome me, but cold stones all I see. I know this is another as far as him kind of reflecting on a relationship with his mother. But I can't, yeah, as far as some of the musical choices, I mean, I can understand yeah, bringing in, like, the Allman Brothers and Leonard Skinner did, where they had, like, Southern and country sensibilities, but they were still, they still had that uniqueness to them. And Kevin, if you could queue up at 42 seconds, where it kind of almost kind of goes off the rails, a little it goes too off, off the rails. Off the rails <laughs> for me, yeah. Does the wheel come off the wagon? Yeah. I must find my way Let my Here. heart go There I can't yeah, talk about it. What, 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 what did Mark call it? Ho, what, was your, what was your term now? A hoedown? Uh, a heavy, me- a, a heavy metal hoedown? Yeah, there's no heavy metal. It's just a hoedown here. It's, 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 <laughs> definitely, it's definitely got a little... A hoedown without the metal. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Boy, are we a long way away from uh, Hit the Light. Yeah, it's, it's just... It's definitely I, getting a little country. Yeah, like, like I said, I don't know if any of you guys... I, it was funny when I was doing my research. I noticed, oh, there's a music video for this song. And it's just yeah. packed full of James trying to be, because it's pretty much centered on James. Yeah, just him with a cowboy head, like the full kind of <laughs> 90s yeah. country superstar look. Yeah, driving, riding in the back of like a hot rod. Yeah, with his acoustic guitar. Uh, it's, 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 it's terrific. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen it. All right, here's yeah. a question. Here's a question yeah. I'm going to present here as, as uh, I guess, being the contender here. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll bust this in here, which I think I, th- I think I might get some agrees on this. 
Should this song have been left off the, and let me finish. Should the song have been left off the album and should James have just put out an EP, a solo EP of yeah. these kind of songs? No, Would that I, have I, been better? I actually had a note on here. I think he should have written it for somebody else. Maybe somebody, maybe, I don't know if he was building relationships with people in the country music scene, if it was, whether it was Garth, or Garth Brooks or whoever. Um, I think that would have been a good fit for somebody who kind of lived in that world versus somebody who is just kind of dipping their toes into it for the first time. Hmm. I, uh, I'm going I'm to vote no. This song is the ultimate F you to metal purists. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess if you want to, yeah, if you want to follow in line with, yeah, with how the band has kind of gone about, uh, yeah, maybe, but I don't know. Again, it's, no, it, it's, I mean, if you're, if you're going to go this direction, I mean, they've been heading this direction, you know, could, might as well do it. Just go all might out. As well keep it on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm going to back <laughs> Alex up on this song. Actually. I feel like this song is, you know, he, not, not necessarily the question, but Alex likes this song. I like this song. As yeah. I said, last album, I like ballads. I don't mind the country influence here. Yeah, it's a little too um, strong can, here for me. M- yeah. Mark, Mark said, you know, you might as well go all the way. Sure, I mean, wh- why not? If you know, I- I'd rather them go all the way like this than go halfway like poor twisted me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, mm-hmm. and that that just didn't work for me. Like poor mm-hmm. twisted, like eh, I'm not buying right. it. Here, yeah. I buy it a little bit more because they went all the way. Yeah, okay. and yeah. I-, I feel like it's uh, I don't know. Maybe a little too brave it, it, for my taste, but I guess, like, like I said, it's again, funny, the, the first comment on the music video, that moment when Metallica makes better country music than 99.9% of country musicians today. Oh, there was all, yeah, I, again, again, you can but, watch yeah. the video and I did have a, uh, I did have a note in here in the music video. Uh, there's a part where I think it happens two or three times where James is singing and he clenches his teeth really hard. Yeah, he does. Uh, just to get yeah, it. he does. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that made me, well, look, I, I will say that made me that laugh. The yeah. country influence, like you, you, you ha- and, and that's a great point on that comment because so much country and it, like, we really forget how popular that genre of music is and how really downright, utterly corny, like just beer and trucks and, oh, yeah. and, and flags and like how, how just like by the numbers it really is. But then you get some really good emotional stuff that's paired up with some really meaningful personal lyrics, and I do, that, that th- happens here. Like to be fair, no, it does, like yeah. that's the thing where I, I where I'm not gonna totally. Uh, at least at this point. I mean, I can appreciate again when James it gets and again, maybe that's for that particular part of the of his relationship with his mother who was looking at maybe this is how it had to sound. I mean, it is, and as far as the music, yeah, the yeah, maybe this is yeah, as far as that chapter and that in that life relationship he had, maybe that's what, how this song had to be. Again, I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll say he d- he does it better than Florida Georgia Line. We'll give him that. Yeah, <laughs> and that's sad <laughs> for a band that is country or supposedly country music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's keep moving on here to uh, the Thorn Within.
I, I got... I'm going to try to keep this short here. But uh, this is my favorite song on the album. Hands uh-huh. down, this is the song that I will usually show to people. Like, all right, if you're going to hate on Load, just listen to that opening riff. I mean, I think it's so heavy and groovy. And it's... If anything, they're trying to be less... I don't know, more in like the Black Sabbath uh, realm where it's maybe like less gain and it's just more groove and like swagger to it versus just full on like gain where they're trying to be like thrash or, you know, you know what I'm trying to get at. But yeah, I mean, I love it. I freaking love this song so much. I mean, I love the singing on it, especially at the very end. I think there's some great stuff going on. And, and Mark, uh, here's a question I'll have for you. I know we're such big fans of Wherever I May Roam, and I feel like I almost get sort of a similarity in the structure with it, where it starts off kind of kind of clean, and then, well, not clean, but it starts off with like this big kind of driving riff, and then it sort of backs off and slows down a little bit in the verses and mellows out with the toms, and then it kind of builds up again. I don't know if you hear that at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I did know um, that it had a bit of the... Um that chunkiness actually i wrote that in my notes wherever i may roam chunkiness mm-hmm. um this breaks down quite a bit more sure yeah i think and, like they're gonna strip this down yeah and the only thing I, I would say here and i'll wrap up my point here because i like the song so much i kind of hate that it's so far down in the album like it's mm. track 12 like i don't yeah. know yeah. I, I feel you're fatigued, like you're fa- you're fatigued at this point and at don't this really point, maybe appreciate it as yeah, much you, yeah you, you almost don't even get yeah. this far down into the song yeah. and if, if it was a little bit farther up i think it would have I don't know, been stronger. And I'm glad, I'm glad that they play this one live from time to time, I think, from what I've seen. So I, I, I love this I'm gonna, song. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and play that riff for a second for us here. Yeah. Okay, give me a second. I, I heard this, and now I cannot unhear it. Oh. That's that's cra- all I, that that's all I hear anymore. That's crazy you mentioned that because there's a song by Danzig off the second record, same walk down lead, just like it. And then there's a song, uh, what is the song? It was the Interstate Love Song by Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> and like people think they were ripping Danzig off. And the, so it's like everybody's this is ripping th- everybody off. This yeah, is a, there's this no. This is a common idea. But just so you know, Rocks Gang, 1988, <laughs> if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Hey, I'm almost hearing Aldo Nova, what is it, 1983? <laughs> So, oh god rocks gang yeah. okay you right. know i'm gonna i uh, i it's like alex is reading off my notes um you know i also agree that track 12 uh, to get to the heaviness of the black album is way 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 too light even if there are moments here and there um i'm also you know like i'm not a lyric guy but i do love lyrical openers and i just want to compare and contrast For- you might know where i'm going with forgive this, me father but with the forgive me father where i have sinned i know it's I- okay let me play something that harkens back the day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, boy. That's right. Yeah, I don't know what it is. 
You got to use those lyrics in a way that really drives because I don't know, maybe that's just in my head. Look, you can't compare you know, Van Hagar to, maybe you can't compare at this Van point, Hagar 96. to, <laughs> yeah, 1996 Mattel. I mean, they kind of were at that point in their careers. They had both had their mega hit, yeah. um, you know, album that made them a ton of money. Van Halen in their case too. Right. And now they've kind of driven in a way that they kind of just want to go and, and, you know, too bad if you don't like it. Um, you know, and, and, and the bands are no way incomparable any other, in any other way than that. But I think that, you know, maybe like it, it kind of just, shows the difference between like if you're gonna pen those lyrics to paper deliver yeah uh yeah that part kind of was yeah it didn't hit me as well uh as uh i would have liked but i do like a lot of the other kind of clean vocals uh, the game uh, that james goes through uh, uh especially yeah the the verses that follow that part very unique kind of yeah again where he how he inflicts the lyrics i yeah that's one thing that in a song that again didn't really jump out as me, I mean, as much, yeah, I kind of liked what he did there, where he took a clean vocal and he kind of made it a little bit more unique. Um, yeah, nothing really else. Again, that riff is just crushing. It's pretty much kind of the centerpiece of the of the song that kind of keeps it going. Uh, I do, uh, one thing that we didn't point out, though, uh, as far as kind of more uh, neck pick up, kind of cleaner, um, or what would be normally clean lead part, but is kind of got that neck thick kind of lead tone on it. Uh, at 350, uh, if you could uh, cue that up, Kevin, I kind of liked what they did with that solo there. That's one of those great, like where you can see in a live. I don't know if they ever played this live, but you can see where the lights kind of dim down when uh, when Kirk. Kirk was that a Kirk part? Because I know they kind of sounds yeah. more James like. You know okay. what it sounds like to me, yeah. David Gilmore. Yeah, a little bit, and that's why I think why I liked it. It kind of I like when people use like neck pickup kind of uh, like single coil lead yeah. sounds correctly, where it's yeah, where it really kind of where it has a context uh but yeah I, that's pretty much all i have to say about that i actually have two quick corrections and then we can move on they actually have yeah. not played this one live i was getting it mixed up with uh the outlaw torn uh, and the uh stone temple pilot song i was thinking of is sex type thing with the walk down uh, riff so okay carry, okay. carry on you. bear with us everybody uh two more songs Thank <laughs> you. Oh. come on in Ryan. Yeah. riff right before the vocal it just has i don't know what it is even compared to some of the other riffing on this song that just has a lot of weight to it uh 
But it was funny when this song opens up, you're just waiting for Billy Gibbons like to jump in and just start singing. I mean, yeah. this is just quintessential ZZ Top, uh, just across the whole. Yeah, with yeah, yeah kind of clean guitars through over- overdriven amps. Yeah, just yeah, and of course you've got yeah James kind of kind of uh, talking kind of halfway through the song as far as just telling the story of I don't know like again a Western town, a cowboy esque plot going on. Uh, but again, yeah, the music, I guess you could say this is another, I don't know if this is my second or third stock is rising. Uh, again, this is another song that I kind of didn't initially hit me. Kevin stocks on the rise. But uh, after kind of replaying those parts uh, that you just played in the, uh, in the clip, yeah, I'm like, yeah, this is actually kind of a fun song. Albeit not uh, very original, but it is kind of, uh, maybe, I mean, maybe Alex is kind of really getting into it there. Maybe kind of boosted it a little for me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know if I, I, I shared that enthusiasm is on the video chat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. I'll give it a head nod, but I mean, it sounds like if this is, you know, if we had halftime Van Halen before, this feels like halftime's easy top. It feels like it'll kick in a bad girl at any moment. And then it kicks into James. Like it just, yeah. I, I feel like Chris that that works against it. That it's too much. It's too derivative for me to really, you know, give it its merit. Just to say like, hey, we wanted to write a ZZ Top, you know, right. song, and we're Metallica. We can do what we want. Well, you know, I feel like that worked so much better with Mama Said, where it was personal and there was a reason for it. Right. And it just matches the aesthetic mm-hmm. so much better than a, you know you know, we're Metallica and we no longer influence bands. We are following influences yeah. and we're going to pick them out of a hat and we're right. going to go from every, from, every, yeah, from you know, I don't Alice know. Wh- Chains right. whatever, yeah, I don't you know, know why it, uh, cause I, I guess technically I shouldn't like it, but yeah, for whatever reason, yeah, kind of, yeah, there were, and again, not it's the whole song, but yeah, certain yeah, guitar I mean, parts I really liked. Yeah. Like that, again, that one, uh, that kind of swelling part before the vocal. I really, yeah. But I, I see your point though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for this song, yeah, obviously I was rocking out to it in the background, but that has always been like one of the most like intoxicating riffs to me for some reason. Like the first time I heard it, like something stood out about the song to me, and I don't know if it's the tone or the way he's playing it. I just picture him like on like a yellow Fender Telecaster, like out of a tweed amp with like a cigarette in his mouth. Just it, it just it's so catchy. And mm-hmm. I, I, I'll actually, I'll have to say the talking bit kind of ruins it for me, if yeah. anything. Uh, yeah. I, I, don't know, I, I think that there's a lot going on musically that I really like on this song. Mm-hmm. And maybe vocally, it, it doesn't necessarily isn't as strong. So if, if anybody had any problems with it vocally, I guess I could back that. Yeah, I but agree. Yeah, I, I like the music, though. Yeah, <laughs> musically, the song really does it for me. And I love how simple that opening uh, you know, kind of drum beat is to get into that groove that Lars does. It's just like he's not doing anything flashy. It's like how simple is that? Like kick to snare, and it just it's so powerful and like throws you into the riff. So, yeah, I, I've always loved the riff on this song. All right, let's close this thing out with the Outlaw Torn.
get out of my head. You played pretty much all the parts I wanted to cover. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have to. Yeah, I don't have to go over too much. All now. right, my turn. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So can you believe this song is longer than Master of Puppets? It is longer than And Justice for All. It is two and a half minutes longer than Creeping Death. It is longer than Blackened. It is <laughs> two minutes longer than The Freight Ends of Sanity. Ride the Lightman. The Four Horsemen. You have Metallica in 1996 jamming on my seat. CD. Get your stoner rock jams off my digital CD. <laughs> Am I next? Okay, I mean, we had a lot going on in the. Uh, I, I, I was I was gonna say real quick, Mark. You yeah, think that you think that they bad? can't put their experiments on my vinyl? Kev, or, or Mark, I was just gonna say you think that's bad. This song was actually originally longer. They had to cut it down. Yeah. This song was originally like 11 minutes long. Uh, <laughs> why? I know I know I this know. I know this is going to surprise you. I I don't know why. Maybe because it's like kind of like a dirtier version of a tool song, but I really love this song for some reason. I was kind of like I know I'm going to like this uh, going to have to explain myself here. I don't know, just that main <laughs> opening riff, it's very simple, but again it's punchy, kind of like in bleeding me. I don't know, just very filling. Um and again, um, a lot of Sabbath vibes, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can hear just that deeper kind of groaning, especially kind of in the pre-chorus era. Or area. Uh, and again, I know they've got that very long interlude with the guitar solo and James bass, but I, I don't know. I kind of like it. Again, it kind of gave me those. And maybe that's just being a Tool fan. Maybe I just like it. It's just that. a bass, you know. Right. It's not that special. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, within, within the context of the song, I don't know. I just... Uh, uh, with the with the, right. with the with the with the volume swells with the guitar, yeah, I, yeah, I I don't know. Maybe maybe just coming from a being a Tool fan. I mean, I'm used to longer songs. I mean, the last Tool album was what an hour and thirty five minutes, I think, and I I loved it. Yeah, I, uh, and I just look at this song as more of a yeah, just kind of like a like a bar band doing that kind of. Uh, I will admit though, and I think it was in the uh, intro uh, of the song where they've got like that. Oh, this is where that man in the box wah kind of like wild and deep like yeah, sure yeah where it's where it was pulled right that was probably the only quip i had with the song is that they just pulled ripped that right from the yeah, alice in chains and i probably they probably could have removed that it would have been perfect but yeah i know you guys are harping on this but uh i i like it i'm gonna i'm gonna nice yeah i appreciate that yeah, yeah. I, I mean i i kind of like how the song opens with like such an ugly kind of chord that he's doing with those chugs. And I feel like this song in a way kind of predates like what a lot of, I don't know if you guys are big, like how much experience you have with like metalcore bands and stuff like that. And, and that's really, oh yeah, that's not really my thing either, but like it was very prominent when I was growing up in high school with a lot of those kind of genty, ugly chords. And I, and especially with yeah. those rakes, the harmonic rakes, that he does, I feel like you hear that so much today, and it's like, okay, well, you're hearing it here in 1996 on a Metallica record. Like, when this song always came in, I'm like, oh, the chord choices are here are kind of different than what I've heard them do before, and it's kind of ugly and interesting. Are you saying Attack, Attack was kinda, pulling from Metallica? But, like, those kind of bands, That's awful. you know? Like, you hear those riffs <laughs> later, and I'm not saying that. I'm sure they had their influences other places, but you kind of hear oh, that yeah, idea here. So I mean I, I personally I like the I think James hit some really great notes in here and I love yeah, the I love dar- the, the dar- 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 mm. like some of the riffs in the background but yes it is long 
there's yeah, bloat. The, I'll give yeah, you that. Yeah, the cor- I love the chorus. I don't know. Maybe that's why there's enough strong parts here to. Yeah, but, hey, yeah, Kev, what, Kev this, what do you think? This, this song was good enough say, for them yeah. to put on the S&M record, so they yeah. like it. I'm going to say that it's a good song, despite the, the length. It's very yeah, long, yeah. It's the, the, there's no reason for those volume swell parts to be that long. Right, yeah. In that is, the middle, that's the live special. And, and yeah. at the end. Yes, That's yes. what you bring to the live version. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's just, oh, man, how good would have this been if it were five minutes? You would have been such a killer I, closer. I agree. And and that's that. it's just unfortunate, you know, because that, Chris, you're totally right. That chorus rocks. It does, yeah. And you're like, yes, yes. And then you get dun, dun, and the bass groove is right. good for about, 10 seconds and then you're like okay yeah, yeah, was, and then the bass groove is old after about 15 right. seconds yeah. and it goes on for another two minutes you, you know what i hear with that part i hear james talking to the crowud thanking them for being there over that part <laughs> right yeah that <laughs> <laughs> that should be on your album Jesus. right yeah i it was weird because i remember like when i was getting to this because uh, this isn't a song that i was really familiar with and i'm like oh this isn't good i'm liking this uh, the music is yeah, kind of tingling those, <laughs> those head, those those happy parts of my uh, my um, dropping your panties. Yeah, my yeah. drop. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Chris is dropping panty moments. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Like I said, yeah, maybe again, like leading me, I just lay the chorus just punches. And even Kevin uh, back that up. Uh, and it's funny. I also, and I'll I'll, I'll end here quick. Um, the uh, the high parts of the uh, the chorus vocals kind of reminded me of Fear Factory a little bit. Like when Burton C Bell does the kind of the high melodic. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Again, that's more of just mm-hmm. a personal thing. You, I don't know if anybody else kind of catches that, but that was another thing I kind of, as far as the vibe I was getting. Sure. Up the you same know, arrow. You yeah. know what I'm ready for? Bed. Seven, seven, <laughs> seven, seven for the buy. All right. All yeah. right. Let's get you seven for the buy. Here we okay. go. Okay, we'll Give me a chance to, to bomb three. out. Gets an extra. Yeah. Gets an extra. Love it. Oh, sorry. I always screw that up. Uh, gets an extra buy or terminate right. for what is to be a very interesting section. So here we go. Take it away. All Chris. right. Okay. Question one. Uh, true or false? Uh, this album was the first Metallica album to feature slide guitar. Do you not have your phone? Oh, you don't have your phone. Oh, that's right. That's right. You dropped it. Well, so so does Mark? Does Mark get it? Yeah, he doesn't. I know he dropped his phone, and he's been having problems with it. So I guess I'll give that. I I don't have that on my. Yeah, I don't have it on my uh, computer, my new computer, or at least I'm running mobile setup now. So anyway, I am going to go with false. Uh, you are incorrect, unfortunately. It was true, oh, according wait, to my research. Wait a second. Yeah, I, I said yeah, the first <laughs> false too, though. Yeah, this was the first. Wait a second. Isn't yeah, there that, slide that... on Black Album? Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. I was, and that was a, an article that I read. Yeah, that this was the first. Uh, I guess we can scratch that. Uh, is that true? Wait, 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 wait. I don't what, know. what song is there slide on Black Album? I thought oh, there was. Me wrong. No, it's like on. Uh... Yeah, it said on Ate My Bitch, I guess, was the, f- according to the re- my research, that they said that was the first song to feature a slide guitar from uh, Kirk. Really? I thought that there was a song on the Black Album that... Yeah. All right. Well, um, you know what? You guys you go on. I'm bombed out. I'll look up. We'll see if I <laughs> if get If you a, want, uh... I mean, like, again, I guess, I mean, I can scratch that one until we, I mean, that was, again, that was, like, all, all of my questions, I mean, I researched them, yeah, with primary sources. 
Um, I always look, make... look if, if I can't name the song that has it, you know, I, I, I I'm just going by feeling because I'm just like thinking like the experiment. I'm, all right. <laughs> okay, do uh, I, I'll right. get busy. You two duke it out. Look, look, I'm. Go ahead, take my no, fire no. terminate. Okay, all right. Um, all right. Again, true or false? Uh, the B side of the Hero of the Day single contained four covers of Thin Lizzy songs commemorating the 10th anniversary of Phil Lynott's oh, death. He knows it already. Yes. I'm going to go with false, and they were Motorhead songs? You are correct. Boom, baby. Yes, there we go. They won. <laughs> That's one for Alex. All right. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Thank you. Okay. All right. <laughs> Ring them up. Okay. Here we go. Here's uh Let's see if this will end the... Uh, let's see how brutal this gets. All right. A B-side remix was recorded for Until It Sleeps by a famous artist using the pen name Herman v- Melville. Who was that artist? Was it A, Trent Reznor, B, Marilyn Manson, C, Moby, or D, Vanilla Ice? Can I take a stab? No. Because <laughs> you're dead. No, no. <laughs> so is it, it's, it's between Kevin and I, I guess? Yeah. 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 Let me uh, have I, a back in. I, 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 li- I like guessing on true or falses, but you know, I'm just, I'll try to bomb out on this one. Uh, All right. I'm going to say Moby. That's what you I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. You are correct. That was oh one boy. clone. Like, I, right. I was trying to figure out how to fit that in there because I'm like, that's a good deep Kevin, question. Yeah. Kevin just wants more Terminates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. True or false. According to an interview with Playboy magazine, James discusses the lyrical meaning behind Bleeding Me as reflecting on a story he read about someone who was addicted to cutting themselves. Now, Chris, it's not fair if that article did not come up in Playboy. It came up somewhere else. No, that was something I found. Yeah, no, the, yeah. Okay. yeah no, that, so it the, wasn't Playboy. It's the true or false is based on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I always bum out on the true or false, but I'm going to say true. Uh, you were incorrect, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, true or falses are always false. Uh, yeah, he said the lyrical content came out of his desire to quit drinking after observing all the people around him enjoying life and him being unable to really kind of connect on kind of more of a more positive level and wanting to bleed oh. out all the his personal demons. It, it, uh, so, it sounded plausible. I was going to yeah. say true as well. I back you up on that, Kev. Okay. Oh, Chris, okay. I appreciate the detailed explanation behind that. That helps me appreciate the song a little more. It does, yeah, that's actually. why. Yeah, 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 that I was one I had that. to kind of, I know that was probably one of my longer questions on here because it wouldn't have made sure. sense without going oh, in that deep. Alex gets the extra buy. Oh, yep. well, I think you should get more than one right. Okay, yeah, I guess we can. Are that's we going to do that? Are we going to go for that? Chris, isn't, Those are this, the rules. isn't this your extra buy or terminate because you didn't use it on the last album? Correct, you have to use it yes. I, uh, and I'm, like, I'm going to use it this time. So uh, what, how are we going to do this? Are we going to, am I going to throw him another, uh, or does no, he fairly win? Here's the, the rules. Chris, do you, ha- do you have a grade A question uh, that you haven't asked yet? Let's see. Uh... Or you just have filler like this album. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've I mean, got. I'm trying to think what would be the, uh, the rules say that he wins. Okay, All then right, we'll, we'll, we'll go. We'll, we'll go with that then. So. Okay. Yeah. We've already we've already spent yeah. enough time on this album. I'm sure. Let's move yeah. it. All right. Let's move it on over to love it or flush it. Let's try to rifle. And now love it or order. flush it. Chris, Kevin, myself, and Mark. Chris, opening it up with "Ain't My Bitch." What do we think? 
Uh, musically speaking, I'm going to give this a love. <laughs> okay. All right, okay. Tab, what do we think? Uh, music... No. <laughs> wow. Yikes. I, I can't take the way he says bitch. I'm sorry. Okay. That, that makes me think that if I played this song around other people, it's uncool. Makes you like too much of a, a butt rock guy. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like well, Alex yeah. Is now. <laughs> I, I, hey, I, I, that's fine. I'll admit I like I like I like the catchy butt rock songs. Uh, I'm gonna give this one a love. Uh, definitely not my favorite song on the album, but uh, yeah, I think uh, a good a good top half song. So, Mark, what do you think? I'm with Kevin, except my qualm is with the kiss your ass goodbye. So kiss my ass goodbye. <laughs> that is a very '90s statement, yeah, or lyric, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Well, let's move on over to track two, and I can't see this one getting any better. Two by four, Chris. What do we think? Uh, yeah, this can uh, spend its remaining years down in the sewers uh, and flush it. <laughs> I, Boy, that handle's getting a workout. Yeah, I just, yeah, this is probably the heaviest handed Allison Chains kind of inspired song on here, and I just, yeah, no, come on, Metallica uh, lead, do not follow. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, let's move on, move on over to Kev. What do we think? Quickly, I'll quickly get, get the towels out. Yeah, before you, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I didn't comment on this song during the track by track. It's, I can't take this swing style. I, I was, I was, like, I had to be convinced with "Don't Tread on Me," and it worked. I can't take it here. Okay. Okay. Well, that's fair. Uh, this song isn't bad enough to get rid of it for me. And like I said, I try to keep every show to one flush and one terminate. So in that, in that, well, because that's because <laughs> I love this record. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a love. Uh, Mark, what do you think? Uh, Kevin, I might have been take it or leave it on this, but your uh, comment was so well-timed with the don't shred on me, why that is okay, and why this isn't. Ballroom Metallica gets a flush from me. That's funny. Ballroom Metallica sounds like a, like a weird covers album. Yeah, like kind of like, yeah, like weird, like big band. Like no thanks from me. Right, Ballroom yeah, I know, yeah. Inc. All right, let's move on over to track three, The House That Jack Built. Chris, what do you think? Uh, going to give it a very mild love. Uh, kind of some interesting stuff going on here, even though it's uh, it kind of got more of that Alice in Chains vibe, but not as much as uh, the previous song, so I'll give it a love. Yeah, all right. And then for Kev, Kev here, what do we think? Uh, actually, this is going to be my first love. Okay. I'm going to agree with Chris. <laughs> that's interesting, because I was going to think out of the first three songs, this was going to be the weakest one, and that's the way I was thinking it, but, you know, you guys maybe made me like it a little bit more. So maybe, for me, first three songs, I think it's going to go, Ain't My Bitch, House of Jack Belt, 2 by 4 is, uh, is how I think about it. Mark, what do we think, House of Jack Belt? What an interesting turn of events that it's the detractors of this album convincing you to save it uh, from the <laughs> toilet. And I, uh, I'll follow up. I'll say that it's a song title that I don't particularly like, but you know that's that's not a condemnation of six and a half minutes of pretty decent music. Give it a look. Nice. Okay. Well, let's move it on over to Until It Sleeps. Now, is this the first single? It is. It's the lead single off the album. Chris, what do we think? Uh, yeah, this is a very strong love for me. 
uh, again, just very unique. Within the context of being a very 90s sounding song, it still uh, kind of retains some of that Metallica vibes yep. to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. All right, and then Kev? Uh, agreed. I love the groove in this song. Big mm-hmm. love for me. Awesome. I'm going to give it a big love as well. Love it that it's in the four spot. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with the group and would like to add that it's a very, well, you know, I don't know if you would call it the ballad uh, that they've done, the probably the best power ballad, I think, overall. If you were going to say this tops the list of Metallica power ballads, um, that it, I don't think you get any argument from many people. All right. Okay, awesome. Let's move it on over to another single on the album, uh, Mark's uh, L.A. Lakers song. Chris, what are we giving King Nothing? Uh, I'm going to use my first buy for this one. Uh, first buy? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I yeah, I just love the chorus on this song. It's just very filling, and yeah, just that main riff is just so catchy. Right. Yeah, this is, yeah, as far as this, the sludge works for me here, yeah, or that more doomy sound. And yeah, there cool. you go. <laughs> Kev, what do you think? I wish, you know, if I, I only have one buy, so I think I'm going to have to buy this one. Nice. I'm nice. Gonna, and I'm going to yeah. back you up here. I'm glad I have two. I mean, yeah, this has got to be on a playlist. If you're trying to convince anybody on this album, this is probably the one you'd want to put out there. So, Mark, what do you think? I am only loving this song because I am going to make a very Mark second buy. First buy, sorry. First buy. Very Mark first buy because Mark doesn't win many. <laughs> sure, can, sure. Can you please, can you please sure stop? Uh, could, yeah, can you please start referring to yourself in the third person? I think that'll add yes. some okay. flavor. It's okay. I, I haven't <laughs> had a single Metallica extra buy or terminate. Hey, yeah, that's true. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right, well, let's move it on over to another single, uh, Hero of the Day. Chris? Uh, another strong love. Uh, again, that intro is just a big warm blanket. Mm-hmm. For me, and a great uh, yeah. Again, the guitar, the heavy guitar is a little '90s sounding, but it fits the the catchiness of the song. So nice. Okay, Kev. Honestly, if I had two buys, I would have considered this as one. As such, I'm just gonna give it a love. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. I feel like I should do it, but can't. I gotta save. I gotta save it for something else. So big, for big, poor big, twisted big, me. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, I think so. So big strong love <laughs> for hero of the day, Mark. What do you think? <laughs> you just hear the crickets in the background. Oh, has he got his hand? Is he got his hand on the on the nozzle? Yeah, actual the, yeah. crickets in the background. Nuke this with a nuke. Oh. <laughs> then nuke that nuke cloud with another. Nuke. <laughs> wow. I don't think you could possibly come up with a more terminatable song in our podcast so far. This song is everything that I hate about the 90s. Flaccid verses, marbles in the mouth singing, a horrible attempt at being heavy just because they're Metallica. You know what? This is, you know what? If you add a gospel chorus to this song, this would fit right in on Poison's native tongue. And that is not any place where I want my Metallica. <laughs> yes, my Metallica to a be. Po- a you know, we, we, we uh, a poison album. <laughs> we should have put a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode, a sound clip of Mark going, I don't like 90s music. I don't like 90s fashion. I think that would have made more sense here. 
Yeah. I like 90s movies. Yeah. 90, yeah, that's, movies. That's that was that was a good era for uh I guess I would have I guess based on just the uh the music video alone I would have terminated it but uh that's just a hysterical video but uh mm. no it's it, I don't hate it that much to shoot it. All right. Kill well, it. Well, <laughs> let's move on over yeah. to the halfway point. So far the longest song in the album, a whopping 8 minutes and 18 seconds. Jesus Chris, what do you think? Uh this is going to be my second buy. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Uh, again, this is another strong kind of uh, chorus section for me. Uh, the guitar playing is, again, very simple and muscular. And just a lot of cool stuff going on here. And I got to give it uh, the love. Kev? Uh, or with the buy, yeah. <laughs> um, definitely a huge stock is rising song for me. I love the fact that I can look at the title and remember what it is, unlike some other songs on this album. So, big love here. Nice. Okay, I'm going to give it a love as well. I will agree that it can be a little long, but I think there's enough in there that's good. Uh, I appreciate the little explanation on the uh, background of the meaning of the song, and uh, it's catchy. I like it. So, Mark? Yeah, Chris, thanks for bringing that up because I know it's something personal to James. It's something he still struggles uh, with to this day, unfortunately, but that's the disease. So, um, you know, that brought it up from kind of a flaccid love to a stronger love for me. Hey, it's a song that I used to listen to all the time 15 years ago. Haven't listened to it since. And now I think I'm going to dig back into it. Nice. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's move it on over to probably the unanimous buy on the record, and that's going to be Cure. <laughs> Chris, what do you think? Are you going to start it off for us? Yeah, let me get my uh, launch key, and uh, I'm, I'm sure, yeah, yeah I'll yeah, start of our, all of our four launch keys. Yeah, I'm going to terminate this sucker from existence. Yeah, I, it's just, yeah, yeah, just yeah, uninspired music, uh, lyrics that just don't hit uh, like they should, and uh, one of the first songs on here that kind of pulls... Uh, influence from the record itself as far as tempo and rhythm. Hmm. So, right. yeah. What more can you ask for? Kev, what do you think? <laughs> I am going to surprise some people here and not terminate this. I'm not even going to flush it. Oh, okay. I'm well. not even going to flush it. I'm going to give it a very, very mild squeeze. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're friend zoning it. Guy. We'll call those yeah, the friends. We're putting it in the friend zone. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I won't be as kind. Uh, I'm going to just flush it, even though, th- I mean, I don't know. There, There's parts in it that I remember how it goes, and, and, and it's catchy at times, but if there was any part, if there was any argument for filler on this album, uh, I think we got there. So I'll, uh, I'll follow my rules of a flush and a terminate and use it here. Mark? You know, I was going to pull the empathy card with the one-eyed possum on it, um, but then Kevin joined me in expressing my feelings that it's probably not as bad as it deserves, you know, in, in what people say about it. Like, it's, just, it's not horrible. I just, I, yeah, just give it a love. Yeah, okay. All right. All right, let's move on over to poor Twisted Me. Chris, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm going to yeah, flush this one. Uh, again, just kind of uninspired Van Halen. The lyrics just don't sit well with me, and in the megaphone st- uh, sounding uh, vocals, just nope. And, uh, goodbye. <laughs> okay. All right, Kev. Well, uh, this is that song, and I've never had this before in this podcast. That song that is in my head throughout the week because of how much I hate it. 
So that Ooh. can only lead to one thing. Second launch key. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Savage. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll join you on the Terminate on this one. <laughs> I will. I mean, I, I love I love this album, but the this to the 89 spot, if I had to say, were the weakest points where it's like, all right, I had to put a little bit more effort into it. I'll, I'll say it here, but that's it. That's, that's as far as I'm going. Mark? Okay. Pretty, uh, yeah, I mean, if it's a personal album to you, can't argue with that. Uh, if I, I would have set a podcast first here, if I had had uh, a double terminate, I would have actually terminated this one as well. But <laughs> alas, I do not. So only I can pull the handle. <laughs> All right. Let's move. Of course, twisted me. Let's move Yeah, I know this kind of came up a little bit better than because I, I think I initially would have flushed this, but I do love that main riff in the song, uh, the Kurt Cobain sounding uh, vocals notwithstanding. But uh, I'm going to give it a very, I'm going to friend zone it and give it a very <laughs> light, light, uh, light squeeze. Uh, there's enough kind of cool guitar, simple guitar playing in here that kind of. Yeah, it kind of keeps it uh, above ground for me. <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, initially I would have flushed this, and uh, presently I would have flushed this too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no love Look lost. Look at this, uh, this guy. <laughs> All right, well, here's the song that I, I had memories with early on. Uh, I said it was my stocking rising song, but not enough to give it a second buy, so I'm just going to give it a love. Mark? Uh, who would have thought that Metallica's Wasting My Hate would have been the bridge between Kurt Cobain and Kid Rock? And for that <laughs> alone, I just have to give it a love. That's some balls there. No, no. Okay. Just yeah. for its historical yeah. significance. Right. If it were okay. in the Museum of Rock, okay. Wasting okay. My Hate might be that very interesting yeah. fact. Yeah. Yeah. Has he seen behind glass over. and going, yeah, okay, yeah, right. not in your head. Yeah, right. I'll Whatever. Yeah. All right. I'll, say, I'll, save, I'll save a picture, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Let's move on over to uh, James' solo country song, Mama Said. Chris, what do you think about this uh, one? I wonder what he's this one. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm going to... I, I got to flush this one just on music alone. I know I usually support James and his lyrical exploration, but uh, I, it's just too, it's too country for me. I mean, I, I mean, I love the Allman Brothers. I love Leonard Skinner, but, I just, but they brought in a lot of different influences, and here it's just all kind of like 90s early 90s country like no mm, even with okay. the heavy guitar there's still too much of it okay cap uh i'm gonna give this a love and i i gonna have to put this in there that at one time i almost considered this giving this a buy oh so. look at this i like <laughs> what i'm hearing here i like it okay all right, well, I'm going to move over. As it over. is, just a love. I'm going to move over, and I'm going to say I love it as well. I, I, I think, oh God, I mean, I think James does this really well. And yeah, I mean, maybe he doesn't age that well, I guess you could say. And yeah, it's got some of those kind of typical 90s country stuff in it. But I mean, his voice suits this so well, and it's like it makes sense that he did this and he killed it. So I'm going to give it a love, Mark. Uh, I'm going to give this a very strong bye. Ah! Whoa! Oh. Okay. Yes. I feel better now. <laughs> <laughs> I love Chris's reaction there. 
Uh, you know, think about it this way. It's from the heart. It's as pure of a song as you could, a singer-songwriter song from James. I mean, look, he is the, uh, I don't know how to describe, not the glue, not the leader, because, you know, I guess he's the musical leader of Van Halen. If Lars is the business brain, yeah. um, you know, this song represents who James can be. And to follow it up on my playlist from Dyer's Eve to Wherever I May Roam to Mama Said, I feel like that's a journey to bring to a fan yeah, of the band who's looking for something mm-hmm. more. I agree with that. Yeah, it definitely uh, shows a different side here and represents the era. So that's cool. All right, well, let's move it on over to track 12, Thorn Within. Chris, what do you think? Uh, can I give this a very mild squeeze? Ah. Uh, yeah. Again, <laughs> yeah, I like yeah, that uh, kind of main, like, inch, or that riff in the first minute. Uh, it just kicks butt, and I got to give it at least support for that. <laughs> okay. All right, that's fair. Kev? Well, I like the Rocks Gang song better, so I think I have to flush this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> words never said on the planet earth okay <laughs> yeah, well you know what that's the way it is d-level yeah, hair metal right. we're cutting okay. new content every day the end solo is pretty cool too but yeah okay, okay. whatever <laughs> all right well just i mean I, I i'm jumping away from the uh from thinking about the uh the diversity on the playlist here and i'm just gonna buy this one because this is my favorite song on the album so boom there you go i love this song there's something about it, it i loved it when i was younger i still love it now i love and screw the you guys love, love the riff, love the verses. and i love how um james sings i am the authority. he sings it at the very end i think it's good so yeah mark what do you think you know it's a riff i can listen to on repeat so for that it yeah. deserves a love yeah. Oh, well, thank you. All right, let's move it on over to Ronnie. Oh boy, oh boy, Chris, what do you think? Uh, I know I kind of defended this uh, after initially not really connecting with it, but I do. Maybe that's just the classic rock guy in me. Uh, I do love, yeah, the ZZ Top esque influences. It's not a strong love, but it's definitely enough. I want to. I want to. Uh, I'd like to see it again. Uh, so I'll give it a light French uh, friendship squeeze. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, Kevin, <laughs> you were awfully you were awfully quiet during the track by track. Care to comment? This 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 is a difficult one for me because it's it's really not a terrible song, is it? It, it is it? I I don't know. It's just but it's just one of those ones that other bands would do better. But uh, like like uh, no, yeah, <laughs> yes, it's, exactly, yeah, exactly. So obvious. However. I'm going to give this a warm squeeze. Ah, <laughs> very nice. I will back I that up. Marks. There we go. This is what I'm waiting for. I'm, let me pull it's, my chair. It's the, <laughs> nah, yeah, no, no. That was surprising there. I was expecting a terminate from uh, the track by track, but I appreciate well, that. Unfortunately, I only have one. So. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Okay. Well, I, I love this song based on the, that riff alone. I mean, musically, it, it outshines the vocals here. And I will comment that the, uh, talking bit is a little cheesy but not enough to get rid of it so i'll, I'll keep it i love that riff mark <laughs> not even a new somebody's kid, just a gotta fart do the sound. dirty work <laughs> pull that handle <laughs> okay you know i got you don't have to explain i get it a, yeah. look a great yeah. song to include if this were a diver down album mm. 
That's you know, if this were Diver Down, I, I, I'd have no problem with the song. But as track 13 on an 80-minute Metallica record, don't tell me that this could stay on. Don't tell me that you know there what? was something that... Oh, come on. But you know, it's, yeah, it's funny. You kind of made me think, because I know um, well, the, one of the last record they did in the 90s, I mean, that covers album, that maybe they should have used this, what they did on here, and just covered it. Yeah, like Garage as easy, Inc. Yeah, yeah, Garage Inc. Yeah, yeah. They should have just covered it as Easy's top song. I think that would have been a little bit yeah. more... Interesting. Okay. I, I get it. You're, you're making me want to flush. Interesting. Song. These yeah. are points. These are points. Yeah. All right. Well, here we go, guys. We're, some people are probably like, finally, we're here. We're at the end. <laughs> Outlaw, <laughs> Torn. Yeah. God. Yeah. 80 minutes. All right. Chris, what do you think? Okay. Um, if this song, again, I agree with Kevin. It's a little long. Uh, and because of that, if I did, if it, was, it wouldn't have been so long, I would have. If I would have hit a third buy, I would have bought this. But oh wow! Ooh. But again, because it's so, it's again, it's probably about a minute or two too long. Uh, but I, I have to give it a strong love though, and probably my strongest love, just below a buy uh, that I can give. Yeah. I just for whatever, I just love the music and the song and the vocals are just great. Uh, yeah, it being long notwithstanding, but yeah, nice. big love. Yeah. This is an interesting album because there's there's several by contenders for me and i'm happy with the one i picked yeah but i i agreeing with chris um mm-hmm. strong love if if chop a couple minutes off you know usually i'm not a fan of bloat but giving this a strong love yeah I, I'll, I'll i'll agree with that completely i mean uh, this is maybe one off this album that i've seen kind of popping into the set list a little bit more and uh it's on the newest snm2 record that uh, just came out a few days ago so the band obviously digs it and it does sound really cool with the uh orchestra on the back um hmm. yeah I'll, I'll give it a love I, I i could see it being chopped up a little bit but curious to hear your guys thoughts on this is an out al- a close a closer on the album so i don't know what you guys think about that but mark yeah i'm surprised nobody mentioned that because i don't know what you guys are talking about like, like <laughs> where's it a good idea to bloat your closer like, come on it's supposed to be tight and it's to the point and just leave you wanting more and this <laughs> leaves me wanting less <laughs> Okay, well, what are we getting? <laughs> We're giving it a flush. <laughs> just, wow. I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't if know. I ever, if, if I ever so strongly disagreed with an opinion, I guess this is the moment right at the end here. <laughs> I don't know. Like, just you want to refute my point that you should bloat your closer, that you should jam I, land your closer? I, I don't know. Like, you, where is that indicative of the direction that yeah, they're going? Or I don't like, like, I don't like. Okay, the only point that I could see is that I don't know what else. Maybe House of Jack built would be a better closer. I don't know. I, maybe, I just love maybe. it. I don't know. I I, I, I want to keep this. Didn't you say um, as far as putting uh, bleeding me as the closer, and maybe maybe putting maybe we could put this somewhere else. And I know it's a long song, yeah, but maybe I would put for... bleeding me as the closer, and I would have bumped Mama's set up. Okay. And maybe killed Hero of the Day, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And then maybe. I mean, I, I can agree yeah, as far as where this is on the album, where it's kind of again you're like you're already kind of burned out by this point, and this okay now you yeah, got a ten minute song. Ten minutes of Outlaw Torn. Right. Um, but I yeah, this song is just too. Uh, I could I could agree on moving it, but uh, maybe switching maybe with the out uh, with um, bleeding me. Maybe you can switch those two. Mm-hmm. Metallica does fish. No thanks. Jeez, <laughs> does fish. Okay. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up with a love it or flush it, then, guys. All right. Yeah. So an interesting progression here, and uh, you know, as we've gone through the album, let's let's remind me of uh, you know I started at a six. Chris, you started at a 5.5, Alex, 8.5, and Kevin, 6. Anybody with any changes? 
If anything, I, I will jump down eight just because you guys really made me realize how long this album is. <laughs> but still, I don't know. It It's going to be really interesting when we get to the next album because you guys might... Uh, I don't want to ruin anything, but it's just going to be interesting. But yeah. Uh, yeah, here, so I don't know. It's, it's just nostalgic for me. And I, I just... I love what they did here. But let's just say maybe they should have just left it right. here. But I'll move on. Right. I'll move on. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, it's funny. It's yeah, lowering your score. You had the equivalent to losing years with the amount of time spent. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to bump mine up a half a point. Uh, there were some parts uh, that you guys kind of convinced me were a little bit more that I should have paid a little bit more attention to. And so I'm going to give it a six out of 10, which isn't great, but it's a little bit, uh, uh, yeah, a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, I'm going to trade places with you and I'm going to bump down to 5.5. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> there are, yeah, the, 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 the length, the filler, the yeah. icky moments, I suppose. And the, um, you know, I, I will say that the loves on this record are probably a little stronger. Mm -hmm. And Mama said being an un unappreciated gem, at least you know, from me. Unappreciated. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, okay. So, okay. It's not the song that people come out and say like, hey, play this live. So, you know, I, I think that, that it really adds. Okay. All right. It adds depth to the album. It, it for sure. So, Kevin. Right. Where are you at? You I'm still at a six? I'm standing, Pat. Yeah. The, 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 the songs I didn't like, I, I really don't like now, but the, the songs that I liked kind of are bumped up in my mind. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Okay. Well, let's wrap this episode with the uh, 30 seconds that will uh, preempt this episode. So, Alex, I'm going to give this one to you since this is an album that is obviously, you know, very emotionally connected, you know, to, to you know, to you and your, yeah, I guess, musical development or whatever or appreciation of this band. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you first crack at uh, knocking out a 30 seconds that you feel like would be a great uh, uh, addition to the intro of our podcast. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I could do that. Um, I, I feel like I got to pick something off one of the singles here. And it's going to go straight for hero of the day. Well, no, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think I'm going to have to pick something off King nothing. I mean, it, it is the kind of the unanimous love on this album. And I kind of like the, to be fair, I kind of like the part you played Mark during your sample clip. Um, Cause it, it included the chorus in there. It included the riff and it included sort of the, if anything, sort of the Enter Sandman tie-in. So I'll go with that. I, I normally would pick the beginning, but if I'm thinking about a podcast episode, it's going to take a little while to get there. So I feel like that kind of gets to the meat of the issue. Uh, I'm going to go you with know, that the, because it, that's it, it a gets, pretty strong contender. It, yeah, gets, I know. <laughs> it, get, it gets the vocals in there. Ev you hear everything. Uh, it gets the chorus. It gets the main riff. Yeah, I think it's a good representation. Oh, 
here's my rebuttal to that point. And while I agree with the points that you're making, I feel like it's not as indicative as where the band is at this time. It's more of an Enter Sandman Thanks. Redux. Mm-hmm. Maybe we pick a different yeah, part yeah. of the song. I don't know. I, and, I, I, you know, to be honest, there, wait, wait, hey, hey, there, there is a dearth of cool moments on this record. Like, if there's one thing I define this, it's just the Metallica kind of lost that, you know, walking down the driveway, Mr. Rumpsfield. Like, I want people to <laughs> see me listening. Like, it, and, and that's there in King Nothing. And it's kind of there until it sleeps. Yeah. And I'm not sure that it's there yeah. many other places in the album. So, I don't know if I would say that's so I, representative of the album I, because Enter okay. Salmon was not right. where they were going. I do have um, in Bleeding Me, there is uh, again in, uh, that chorus part, um, 245, uh, leading into the guitar solo. I just, yeah, I one of my favorite parts on the album. Uh, I don't, uh, I know, I don't know if you want to cue that up again. I know because we're probably getting kind of crushed, crushed on time here. Okay, Chris, to back up your point there, um, very, you know, many hours ago when we were first talking <laughs> about this, and you were, you mentioned that this record is full of the James-isms, yeah. and, uh, and, and boy, that section has them, but I think that's, they, they work well. Yeah, there, I think it's, it's not as kind of parody-ish right. as it is on a lot yeah. of the others, and again, that kind of yeah, shows... But I think it, it works, yeah, it is, it does, but it yeah. still works. But, uh, yeah. but it shows, yeah, where James was, I mean, as a vocalist at that point in time. Uh, again, the, the, uh, the production is very mm-hmm. kind of of that era. Uh, but still very powerful, and uh, yeah, that that solo section is very uh, vocal, very almost has like a vocal quality to it. Uh, yeah. Again, they're again they're, they're yeah they're yeah. getting out of the wheedling kind of, and they're getting more of like contextual solos. So I don't, I think that has Kevin, all that. Are you, are you gonna are you gonna bring up the uh, jam section in Outlaw Torn? Oh yeah, and it's just gonna, it's gonna be nothing but the swell section. <laughs> no, no, no I, I'm actually I'm I'm gonna back Chris on this one. I think that's a fantastic. Indicative of where the band is, um, yeah. with, with with the heaviness, and it's got that kind of bluesy feel that mm-hmm. you definitely get on this record. Yeah, I, I I could King Nothing is a better thirty seconds, but this might be a better representation exactly. of where they are. Exactly, yeah. I will agree because yeah. it's a little bit less kind of heavy, groovy riffs, and it's more kind of like pop radio catchy story choruses. Which, right, it's that's a little bit more indicative of where they're at. So I could I could feel that. All right. Okay. Okay. I think we've got a wrap. Thanks for sticking around. It is a test of endurance with these (laughs) bands that grant us with 14 wonderful songs. Look, you can't complain about that too much considering that, you know, who's to complain about more material when we're talking about bands as influential, interesting, and really as accomplished as a band like Metallica and the other bands that we feature on Light the Sky. So until next time, we will be jumping ahead one year. Join us for Reload on next week.